Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to CarnivorousCreations.com. Remember Carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic, screen-accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control, situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Starkiller Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes Have Some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Maybe they're a little more resilient. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, today, I've noticed there's a fucking wire sticking out of it, and it's not charging all the time anymore. Yeah. And how many of these things do I got to buy in my lifetime? Yeah. Do you have a... I wonder, so what, I'm stressed where's about. Where's the... I know we have cats, and, like, we're pretty rough. I have no... Cats. I have no cats. Uh, Maybe some gremlins? Yeah, gremlins will eat your cords. Electricity must, gremlin? Must be. That's what the new Gremlins is going to be about. It's but instead of like you know at the end of Gremlins when the voiceover the dad's like, if you ever have a weird noise in the attic and if there's ever an appliance going goofy, those are not the words. That <laughs> going says. goofy. Going I like goofy. the phrase going Grim, goofy. That, hey, wait, that's the tagline for Gremlins. Gremlins three. Going goofy. Going goofy. Yeah, if that's Disney buys it. It's going to be the Disney Gremlins crossover. Yeah. I love it. Dude, I I want to go goofy. Uh, This is the second week in a row we've started an episode talking about a fake Gremlins uh, crossover movie. (laughs) (laughs) To all of our new I mean, there's just nothing else in the world to talk about. Like, we just want to – is that a spinoff podcast where every episode we're just like – we just pitch another Gremlins movie. Mm -hmm. I could do every episode. That's going goofy. Um, Austin Young messaged me, our good friend of the podcast and uh, member of the Ghostbusters community. Austin Austin Young messaged me last night. He said he was listening to last week's episode, The Last Jedi Review, and he said that he, our conversation about the Die Hard and Gremlins crossover, the mashup, reminded him that he said about 10 years ago he came up with an idea for a Die Hard Home Alone mashup. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. We're... But what he said Pitch was basically, this is Austin's idea. I can't take credit, and I'm paraphrasing. Pitch us Austin's idea. This is a new segment, Austin's Ideas. Gotcha. He, he has good ones. Basically, like uh, the Wet Bandits go back to jail and everything, and then they get back out, and they decide to become international terrorists. <laughs> oh, got it. And they hijack a plane that John McClane is on. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, boy. That's bad movie. luck. Yeah. And he said something about... Is there, like, money in international terrorism? Because isn't that kind of what they're after? But they're so stupid. John McClane would just kill them. Yeah. What I told him, there's a movie... Have you ever seen that movie Hostage? 
No. No. So the, it came out in like 2004, 2005, and it's basically a Die Hard movie with Bruce Willis, but it's not Die Hard. It's like these guys, these like punk kids, like take his family hostage in their mansion. And, okay. And Bruce Willis is like a negotiator. Mm-hmm. And it's very bad, but also amazing. Right. Okay. And then they have to like, there's that whole part with the bus where they can't like go under 50. They can't or something go, oh, like that. okay. Got it. Got it. So yeah. that was the okay. whole thing. We're because talking about Gremlins. <laughs> oh, Gremlins the bus. Oh, I like that. Um, they're all the action movies that kind of came out subsequently after like Die Hard. Mm-hmm. It was always like speed. It's just Die Hard on a bus. Mm-hmm. That's basically right. what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Dennis um, Hopper. With Dennis Hopper. Got it. What you gonna do, Jack? You know what I want to see? <laughs> I want to see. Abby it. just gave me the I don't think I've ever seen Speed look. Yeah, I don't think I've. Oh, seen cool, it. guys. Is that okay? It's fine. fine. Hey, it's totally fine. Hey, put it on the list. I've got don't. a long list. Twenty eighteen list. I made a list of movies that I watched for the first time last year, so I was like, hey, I'm doing it. I'm watching did you? movies. Yeah, you I got a. How many movies did you well, watch in 2017? I have, dude, I didn't count them. Uh, oh. Because <laughs> there's, well, there's a list of movies that I saw that were new this year that I saw in theaters. And then there's movies that I saw for the first time that weren't necessarily new to everyone else. So, right. I have a list hard. like that. It's just it's just like the new to me list. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If, I, if I watch a movie that I have never seen before, whether it's brand new or not, it goes on the list. It goes on yeah. the I've list. Been, I've been doing that for the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I, I just started today, so I'm well, just, good, good. What's on there? What do you got on your As of now, and I don't think this is complete. Uh, I have Die Hard, Bill and Ted, both excellent and bogus. All the Chucky movies, all nightmare movies, the It ABC miniseries, Caravan of Courage, uh, The Thing, The Mist, Creep Show, Monster Squad, Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts, and Beauty and the Beast. And Wait, hold on. Probably some more. Beauty and the Beast came out this year. Move it to oh, the other list. Oh, that came out this year? Yep. Shit, I gotta yep. change the list. You're fired. You have the list, Craig. I've got a list. Of, uh, all you got the a 2018 list yet? Yeah, so we've got to come Of what? Movies that, you're, well, that you've seen in 2018? Mm-hmm. Uh, in theater viewings. I've watched one movie in 2018. What was it? <laughs> it was The Shape of Water. Oh! Okay. But we're not going there yet. Okay. Jake, right. how many movies have you watched this year? In 2018, two yeah. movies that are what, that were new to me. What were they? So far this year were Jumanji two, and uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh, oh you saw my, Gone with the Wind for hold, the first time. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, there, wait a minute. Time out. Couple things. Here's my first question. It's called Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Okay, oh, sorry. Is that true? That's the name. Of now the I want to see it, it even more. I'm surprised okay. they didn't call it Jumanji November Rain. Uh-huh. Um, well, hold on. Let's talk yeah. about Gone with the Wind. Okay. I, there's, there's a museum, like, here in Georgia. So now that yeah. you've seen it, I feel like we need to go because we're I'll all go. We're pretty big museum people. Yeah, I've been wanting to go. So, yeah. Jake, have you guys seen Have you guys seen Gone with the Wind? Yeah, yeah. I like it. Was a, it was a Gardner Scarlet is favorite. a piece of shit. Whoa, Dude, I know. Is. Isn't she? I, I know. I, so first Frankly, of all. I don't First of all, damn. not the movie I was expecting. Okay. I, I didn't know what really I, – di- I didn't really know. I knew it took place like during you know, a war and uh, that <laughs> was about – that, was about, that yeah. was about it. Um, I did not know. I thought it was like – I thought Gone with the Wind was like a lovey-dovey, like happy right. ending kind of movie. And right. like Scarlet is a piece of shit for the whole three hours. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, it's it, there's not a happy ending. She doesn't she doesn't get the man. Yeah. And you know, he's like, "Fuck you," basically in the end. Which by that point, you're like, "Good, get out of there." Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. That was cool. Yeah. Gone with the Wind's a big deal in the state of Georgia. Yeah, for sure. Um, They teach it like it's a class. I remember in eighth grade, like we mostly talked about Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. I remember enjoying watching it on Sunday nights because it was really long and it would like get me out of devotionals and stuff that we were supposed to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A lot of slavery. A lot of slavery. A lot of slavery. A lot of Civil War. It's, uh, It's, you know, but, but it was made. Like 300 years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> wait, it's very old. Yeah. It's very old. Uh, actually, it was it's a lot of people. It's a documentary. It was filmed in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it. in eighth grade, we they showed us like in eighth grade, we took Georgia history. That was like the, our social studies class. And I remember we watched Gone with the Wind. But it was one of those deals where, you know, you're only in that class for an hour. And the movie is like what four hours, something like that. It's almost, it's almost four, yeah. So you, by time the class gets settled, you you've got like forty minutes. <laughs> you don't even get into the movie. So, important. and then, but because the teacher's playing the movie six times a day for six different classes, she never remembers where she stopped. So literally, it took us like a month it's to watch Great. Right. the Wind. Right. It's amazing, right? We, uh, but. Because you're a piece of shit in eighth you grade, don't say anything. you never tell the teacher. You that. let it go. You, like she's like, oh, I don't. Remember. We'll just start it again. That's the same reason I liked it because it was like a huge time-consuming thing, <laughs> so I could get out of the other thing I didn't want to do, which was like, well, what's a devotional? It's like where you sit around and read the Bible and oh like you know, feel bad about yourself for a while. Uh, so yeah, I prefer <laughs> I preferred Gone with the Wind because yeah, it was. A- yeah, it was a uh, it was a big deal. And we watched a lot right. of movies. Like, at Georgia Public Schools, not great. We watched mm-hmm. a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Even the short movies would take us several days to watch. <laughs> remember we watched something <laughs> called Lorenzo's Oil. What's that? I don't know. I only remember Never the heard title. Of it. Never heard. Someone's going to chime in and be like, uh, Lorenzo's Oil is a classic. Right. <laughs> I hope so. Cool. So what we wanted to do this week, so this is our first episode of 2018. We're coming up on our anniversary. <clears throat> We're about to hit our two-year mark, uh, which is... Yeah. That is insane. Yes. We used to, we've gotten so tall over the last couple of years. Yeah. Sorry, don't speak up the plot to Lorenzo's oil. It's very depressing. I don't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> You're just reading the plot to my yeah, eighth grade movie. what's going on with the oil. Um, so, yeah, this is episode 82 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. We never even said that. We were just steeped in the uh, Home Alone, Die Hard, Gone with the Wind talk. We're all over the place there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never mm-hmm. thought we'd cover all three of those in one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so welcome everybody. Happy New Year. Hope everybody had a safe and uh, happy night. I don't know, Jake, did you do anything for New Year's Eve? Um, mm, no. No? No. Did, I, was, I tried to think. What did I do? Uh, nothing. Watch TV. Yeah. Dude, I, I, don't, I don't go out. I don't celebrate not, shit. Yeah, no, I don't either. Usually, I don't so, like, I'm not religious. I don't go out on New Year's Eve. Yeah, like I thought about going to Wendy's, but I stayed in instead. <laughs> yeah. I thought about lighting fireworks, but it was freezing. So we ended up watching um, the first episode of the newest season of Black Mirror for oh, New Year's Eve. Very good. And that was like how we rang in the new year because we didn't even that's know. A good, that. That's a good New Year's Eve. You know Dude. what? Maybe, maybe next week we can, I don't know, review... In Some its of those, entirety, like the yeah, first that five whole episode. episodes or something like that. Um, yeah, we uh that dude, that was a insane episode. I 
I was very excited to see that, and I couldn't have been happier, like, bringing in the new year that way. So we yeah. actually didn't even know that Midnight came along, like, while we were watching it. It was just so good. I didn't know, I didn't know Midnight was happening that night. <laughs> um, yeah, so if anybody out there hasn't started the new Black Mirror, go ahead and watch that. We won't spoil it now, but uh, we'll get into that here in the next couple of weeks because it's definitely worth breaking down. That first episode was a doozy. Mm-hmm. At least I thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's 2018. We wanted to do a little bit of a year in review, talk about some of our highs and lows from 2017, some of our favorite moments, favorite movies, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Kind of a free-for-all, a potluck. Yeah, like our YHS yearbook, a little look back. Ooh. Yeah. We should do that. Did I wish we had yearbooks. Jake, <laughs> yeah. Let, let me ask you this: What was okay. your? Because I know the answer to mine, and it's very depressing. What was your yearbook signature uh, status? Were you getting a lot of a lot of autographs at the end of the year? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. me either. Not no. at all. That's no. You give a shit. That was something. I'm I pretty could sure. Skip I'm out pretty on. sure most of my yearbooks have zero autographs. I, I just didn't even. That's not my. What was not my reason for getting a yearbook? It's funny because now you like getting autographs. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to go find my old yearbook from like senior year that has no signatures and start bringing it to conventions. <laughs> <laughs> and asking everyone to be like, hey, will you please say that? Like, it was yeah. really cool to know me yeah. this year. And- <laughs> yeah. You, you, people are like looking through your yearbook like, whoa, you went to high school with fucking- Bruce Campbell? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he taught. He, he, he thought he wants you to stay sweet. Your gym teacher was Tony Todd. Uh, Neat. He wants to keep up over the summer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to. Can I? Let me tell a heartbreaking story real quick. This is please, please do. This is not yearbook related. I remember in seventh grade. Yeah, I uh, graduated high school 2002. So this is probably like 96, 97. Pagers were a big deal. Jake, do you ever have a pager? Uh, no. Abby, did you ever have a pager? No, but I was very jealous of this girl uh, in, like, seventh grade in my junior high Bible school class that had a pager on her Bible cover. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no way, not fair. Dude. So, mostly for her parents to reach her, I assume. I would but be I like, yo, what's your, favorite, what's your favorite pager of the Bible? Oh. <laughs> 666. Are there 600 pages in the Bible? I don't think so. There's How many like pages are in the Bible? Millions. They probably they probably would skip that number. It would yeah. go from 665 to 667. Yeah, they don't have them. So anyways, pagers were a big deal, and I didn't you – know, like all the popular kids had pagers, and everybody's paging each other, and there's all these secret codes and everything. And I remember my mom got me a pager because I asked her for one because I wanted to fit in. I wanted, I wanted to get paged. Yeah. I wanted to feel like a doctor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I'll never forget, I had a pager. It was my first date. It was clear. You could see all the electronics on the mm. inside. Very advanced stuff. Oh, like cool. And, this uh, is 97, 96? 97. That was big amongst backpacks and I phones. went to school. Yeah. And there was a girl who had a crush on Pepsi. me. Yeah. Oh, you got to go clear. We were talking. Don't, a little different from going clear, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> going clear. Oh, the Scientology movie? I do Get recommend that, though. Pepsi. Uh, okay, continue. Beeper, so I was sorry. talking to the girl uh, who I had a crush on, and we were talking and, you know, passing notes and whatever. She was kind of – I think she was, like, giving me pity attention because I needed it. God, I needed right. it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at her. I was like, hey, I've got a pager. Let me give you my number. <laughs> and she looked at me and goes – why would I want that? Oh. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh. 
So, um, yeah. Well, because she obviously wants your home phone number, right? Oh, right, yeah. That's She's like, why would I want that when I could just call her? Listen, <laughs> I, I suspect if I went to her Facebook page now, I, I think I have the upper hand at this point. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to go any further. you got a really check. nice pager Let, now. Let's check. One kid, two kid, three kids. Still four. no pager. <laughs> I'm, like, making fun of her. Like, look, her life is terrible. But still, like, if you want to page me, like, please. I'm, I'm around. <laughs> I'll, get to, I'll get to a phone. So, guys, uh, that was my big... I, I decided to reminisce about 2017 by telling a story from 20 years ago. That's good. It makes sense. Um, like we talk about stress a lot on the podcast, right? That's one of the foundations. Uh, my brother, I'm going to keep bringing him up. He started listening to Yes, Have Some after two <clears> years. <throat> took him two years. Took him two years. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know why he started? Because why? Yes, Have Some podcast is now available on Spotify. Oh, yeah. And... He told me because he has Spotify and he won't break routine, now he'll listen. He's very lazy. Because you don't have to like download. You can just, just you can listen just to it. it. You can yeah, just stream it. So all new episodes uh, will be going up and we'll be slowly adding the archives. But yeah, if you want to have an easy, the easiest way besides... Uh, easy listening. All, <laughs> if you want some easy listening, uh, yeah, if you have Spotify, look up Yes, Have Some. We're under podcasts. You'll find us. Anyways... Um, but he said, I like how you guys use the word stress. He liked that. He, mm-hmm. Oh, he, good. He hadn't heard that before. We invented it. Yeah, we made it. And uh, <coughs> it's kind of funny because today, so Mondo is doing a Universal Monsters uh, print show. Print mm-hmm. show. Yeah. What do yes. they call those? Art exhibit. Whatever mm-hmm. they fucking do over there. And Jake, you texted us the link today. Uh-huh. And you were like, ugh. That's what you said, like, ugh. Yeah, yeah it's U-G-G-H, funny yeah. because that is what we do. Like, we take things we love and we get Dude, mad about them. I said my response, <laughs> Andrew Schaefer left a, uh, a link on my wall today about a Shape of Water, like the art book with like a foreword by Guillermo del Toro and like all interviews with the cast and like concept stuff. And uh, it was, you know, it's like $45. And I, my response was, God damn it. Like with like the Ugg face. <laughs> like, uh. So that's what like, we do. I need it. We get stressed, right? We get stressed about the things that we love, the toys, the things we buy, the things we watch. But I wanted it. It's like a love hate. I wanted to talk to you guys about it's, your it's most balanced. stressful moments of 2017. Mm-hmm. Like actual stress. Yeah. Okay. Not stress like I went to the store and had to buy 20 King Kong toys. Mm-hmm. Not that kind of stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, talk- yeah. I'm talking about. By the way, those King Kongs are still available at Walmart, and they're still twenty five dollars. Good because uh, I never bought them. <laughs> yeah, oh! dude, so stressed about getting these King. So stressed. Hey, so you know stressed. what? Let me go first with the stress because I don't want to talk ahead. too much about it. You go, boy. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's fresh, and we talked a lot about it last week. It Seriously, the <clears throat> honestly the biggest stress of my fucking life in 2017 has been Star Wars. I have gone, like, through such... We talked about it on the show last week, but, like, since this movie has come out and we were, you know, filming this YouTube show, filming the show was really fun. It was fun to, like, dive into the original trilogy and, like, you know, just get into it and just talk about those three films. And, you know, we spent a lot of time just like 
devouring everything Star Wars. And then it was like basically leading right up to the new film. And then, you know, it didn't it didn't meet like my expectations. It didn't it was disappointing to me in some ways. And that's stressful. You know, yeah. it's, it's that's real stress. And I've watched it a couple times and I've come to some terms with it. There's obviously still things that, uh, you know, bother me about it, but they're not things that, you know, it's a movie. You can't control it. You, it's it's kind of dumb to get mad or, or, you know, get get upset about a movie not going in the direction you think it's going to go or something like that. But uh, seeing The Last Jedi for the first time was hands down the most stressful thing that I dealt yeah. with <laughs> in, no, in 2017. Jay, I feel you and I hear you and I wish we had a Last Jedi hotline like strictly for those emotions. And honestly, I've had stress coming out of recording our episode last week because I know a lot of people downloaded it and listened to it and that's awesome. But it was stressful for me to sit down and talk about it because I didn't like it as much as Craig liked it. I didn't like it as much as I saw other people liking it. And right. to not love something that I, it was a to me it was a fucking guaranteed like sure thing going into it. And you're right, same, you were, same. And I think it's like it's like a we letdown. And like frothing. we were so we were so hyped and ready for. And it. you have to like when when it's something like Star Wars and there's already you know nine of them basically. I don't know eight of them, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't you can't go into everyone expecting them all to to give you this the exact same feelings that like Force Awakens did because. Force Awakens was a special thing and it was like a return to form and it was something, you know, we haven't seen in Well, we're never you gonna, know, like The Force Awakens is a moment in time in pop culture and in cinema and as a Star Wars fan that we're never going to get that again. Yeah. Like those right. circumstances like it's it's maybe that's part it's of the Force reason. lightning in a bottle. It is and maybe that's part of the reason that the stress is so real with the last Jedi love it or hate it. Like we got force awakens, mm-hmm. which is gen like generally accepted as like a great film. I know there's people who had issues with it or whatever, but it's a great movie going experience that we all cherished. We've all watched yeah. Force awakens mm-hmm. so many times. And, uh, then we got rogue one, which was like, well, this is different. And this is a different kind of Star Wars movie, and it's and it's it's adding to the mythology and adding to the story, and giving us new characters, and it's mm-hmm. also really good. Yeah, there's depth and flavor mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. because it's Disney, who owns Star Wars now, and because we've also all come to expect every single movie in the Marvel, like the MCU, mm-hmm. like is at least good, right? Like right. there has not been like. I guess, in my opinion, there has not been one movie in the MCU where it's just like, uh, that was awful. Yeah. DC's another story. Definitely, definitely. Um, so I think those... It's cer- a brand where, that you've come to expect quality from, like, consistently. Right. I think those uh, circumstances led us to really feel like, well, you can't... There's no way to screw up Star Wars. Like, how could you, right? Yeah. So... Right. Jake, I, I, I like love it or hate it in the middle problems, whatever the stress with the last Jedi is real. And I totally, right. get mm-hmm. it. especially right. 
walking out of a movie like we did last night, which I know we're not going to talk about all of it or, you know, well, we already talked about we will, it. Well, we will whenever we... Was, uh... Gone with the Wind was just a big deal. Uh, <clears throat> no, but The Shape of Water, obviously, it really moved me. And to be shaken like that and inspired is... It's something that I was going into The Last Jedi hoping for. And there's that weird yeah. measure of, like, if you cry or not during a movie, which has kind of become, like, a new thing, I guess. And I definitely, like, I want to be... I want there to be catharsis in the movies that I see because I don't believe in God and I don't believe in, you know, really hot take. anything hot takes. Here we go. But I do believe in I believe in really good movies. And I think that, uh, you know, finding catharsis and uh, learning and growing and uh, connecting with other people through, you know, a community of people who love movies. And I think that's all really important. And that's kind of my religion. So going into a movie and wanting to be emotionally moved is important. And I just walked out of The Last Jedi being really confused and not nearly as inspired and stoked about things as I was walking out of uh, The Force Awakens. And also seeing other people who loved it. And it just the fallout online has been very stressful. So I, I'm right there with you, mm-hmm. Jake. And I feel Speaking you. of that, real quick, all the Snoke figures are half off. Yeah. <laughs> For the Snoker doodles? I just made that up. I just made that up. I just made that up. Um, that was good. Oh, oh that was good. I just got it too. Oh, oh sorry. Let me ask you a question. Movies. Yes. If you yeah. just got it, why the fuck did you laugh? Because it's not Cause, funny. Well, because <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Abby's just like, I just think discounts are great. I just think it's all funny. <laughs> discounts are, it's just funny. Uh, discounts are. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, Jake. Yeah. Um, what else, man? Did you have any other stressful moments? I mean, uh, another stressful moment um, was when we were at um, Spooky Empire this year, and discounts uh, are funny. <laughs> we were in the Walmart clearance section, and I saw the uh, interactive Ghostbusters activity set kit is like still there, and it's just that was funny to me. That sorry, was funny sorry, to me Jake, too. continue. You're good. Um, <sighs> I think a stressful moment for all three of us was Spooky Empire this year because it was such a fun. It was such a fun convention as in like we were we were in a, such a nice ho- hotel. We had a fun weekend. Um, we had there were a lot of great guests there. There were the eight kids. It had just come out. Uh, fucking Richard Dreyfus was there. But it was fucking very Richard hectic. Dreyfuss. It was it was really hectic. And, and it was all in one day. And, you know, there were costume changes. There were lines to stand in. There were four or five hour lines to stand in. There were. Mm-hmm photo ops that turned out like shit and uh we gotta which by the way bitch why by the way let me talk about this for a second (laughs) i don't know if we ever even really talked about how bad those photos were on on the show we did should we talk about it right now yeah let's do it right now right now because i because i I have an ongoing situation about it still (laughs) so dude talk about it Capital Froggy. Okay, what is it? Froggy photos? Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yes. Did they did they used to do Dragon Cons photos? They did. So Froggy Photos is the one of there's a couple of these companies that contract out with conventions that take the like official photo ops. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And Froggy Photos was the one for Spooky Empire. Mm-hmm. Right. So first of all, we do our we do our it photos. I love my it photo. I think it looks great. The quality looks good. It's clear. It's nice and bright. It it, it looks like a picture you would want. Jake, I'm jealous they, of your it photo. Your photo looks good too. Shut up. Yeah, um, yeah. My hair's weird. Continue. But uh, yeah, you got that bang piece going on. Yeah, um, it's so important. <laughs> okay. So the photo's great. Uh, you know, 
Richard Dreyfuss photo is in the same day. It's in the same room, right? Same camera, how can it people. be? Yeah. How could it be? How could it be bad? How could they it's in the same room. <clears throat> um, they changed the backdrop. They put up this big shark jaws um, prop that you paid extra for, which you know I did because I'm like, oh, it's going to look like the old poster. It does not. Um, the <laughs> yeah. shark jaws are so giant they're so big that only like one corner of the shark jaws are even in the photograph the rest of them are completely cut out it's not centered the backdrop is dark it makes the whole picture dark yes richard also like richard dreyfus is um i don't know (laughs) he's he's old he's kind of smirking in mind which is great he's he's like he looks pissed off in some people's. He's I've seen somewhere he's blinking. Your photo is blurry. Yeah, it looks like they added like a layer good. of Vaseline to the lens before they took our picture. <laughs> like they smeared a tablespoon right. on for like a the, good effect. The photos are awful. So yeah, it's bad. Uh, we never posted or talked about it. It was that traumatic. we all com- we all complained about the picture to Froggy and. <laughs> Um, Jake, some, can we talk some of us about are nicer. how yeah. hard it is to be mad at a company whose name is Froggy with all capital letters <laughs> and an exclamation point? I'm just thinking right. of the fucking little rascal. Like, <laughs> like they're going to call you and he's going to be like, hey, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, they're sorry like, hey, the I'm sorry. We're just two kids standing on top of each other. <laughs> yes. That's all I was taking the picture the whole time. Oh, man. Oh, that's why they were so bad. You just walk in you're like, oh, Froggy, you really ruined my oh. day. All right. <laughs> We've completely fucking oh. derailed. All right, Jay, keep going. So, okay, so we're, we're complaining about, you know, we, we both, Craig, you and I have sent emails to them yes. about how bad the pictures are. We've seen, I've seen other people online complaining about their picture. They get back to me at first and then they don't, and then I don't hear from them for a while. And then you get an email back telling you that they're going to, uh, you know, give you a, a free photo op for a future thing and they're going right. to send you some pictures. And then I got really mad because they hadn't, they just quit replying to me. So I send them another message. I'm like, Hey, like, I know you guys are responding to some people. Then they respond to me and they're like, Oh, okay. Um, we'll give you the same deal. They say they'll give me a, a hundred dollar refund um, ex- except they're not really giving you a refund. They're just telling you in the future at, at another spooky empire event, you can get a photo op worth a hundred dollars for free. And right. it's, it's just like a piece of paper typed on that right. we could do ourselves. Um, and they're like, and we'll, we'll send you, we lightened up the photo. We're going to send you a digital and we'll send you two hard copies of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they did send me the digital and it does look much better. Richard Dreyfus still has a weird look on his face. It's still off center. There's still a shark jaws that's half in the picture. That's so but weird. as far as the but as far as the quality of the photo, it looks better. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Then I get my my package from them in the mail. Yeah. And I open it up, and there and I have the hundred dollar you know certificate. But then the pictures are somebody else's pictures. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot. They're not mine. They're Jesus. they're they're like three people taking photos with uh, J- uh the Jason Voorhees guy <laughs> Oh my god. I'm like these aren't mine. So this happened before this was I got these I'm not sure the exact date. It was B 
before Christmas. Right. You got to track those people down. They probably have it was, your pictures. It was maybe a week or so before Christmas. So I emailed Froggy. I was like, hey, you guys sent me the wrong pictures. Mm-hmm. They said, just throw those away. We'll send you out some new ones. I have not gotten new ones yet. I, I I know we just had two holidays, so I haven't like said anything to them yet. But it has been a couple of weeks. I have not received the new photos yet, um, and I don't know if they just forgot or if it's just you know taking a while. Hey, Froggy, Christmas is over. I uh, so, holidays <laughs> are over. To tackle to tackle to tack onto that um, or to tackle, I they emailed me and they were they offered the same coupon. Yeah. And replacement photos. And I haven't got shit. I haven't got a digital copy. I got you, a didn't, coupon. you didn't get anything, huh? No. So I'm going to um, I'm glad we're talking. I'm going to re- I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm send them another email. I, I yeah. kind of want somebody else's pictures. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got two. I'll send you these. I still got them. I got, I'm, 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 hey, I'm hanging those. mine up. I'm hanging these up. up. Hey, the Good. problem is even if they lighten up our photo and defog it. Like I no. still look so stupid. I don't want pants. it. They can't I don't fix need it. my face. You don't need it. <laughs> I just I want like you know what like they fucked up, and I don't care if like they can't fix that. They can't. You know that picture has been taken. They can't retake it. Right. Um. But they still owe us something. Like they you know. It's, also, they do. I they wish do. they could give me a new interaction with Sophia Lillis. Because <laughs> wait, hold on. I don't think Richard Dreyfus knows how pictures work. Because I swear, in observing him that whole time, he would be, like, smiling and talking to people, and then they would go to take the picture, and he'd frown. Like, <laughs> he, he would, for sure. I, I don't, does he, does he do that on purpose? He was in super, like, he was in, in, he seemed to be in such a good mood, and he was joking, you know, with me before we took the picture, and he, like, you know, he he was like, "Hey, make the chalkboard thing." You know, he was like yeah. being yeah. silly, and then he took the picture. And then we look at the picture, and I'm like, "He looks like he's mid-stroke in my picture." I know. Well, maybe speaking he gets of like that stress face, because um, I get that sometimes. You know, speaking of <laughs> Richard Dreyfus being in mid-stroke, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be doing many more conventions. Uh, Probably it, not. It kind of flew under the radar, but while uh, while. Uh, Everybody in Hollywood was being exposed for exposing themselves, and you wouldn't want us exposing ourselves. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, a couple, a couple ladies came out and said he did the old uh, show and tell. Yeah, in the eighties, and uh, yeah. so maybe you know that might be the last picture we ever get with Richard Dreyfus. Maybe, uh-huh. yeah. Um, uh-huh. But uh-huh. yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. some pretty stressful stuff. Hey. Uh, None of the jokes I just came up with are appropriate. So I'm, you, you want to try? No, keeping them all in. Yeah, do that. Gonna keep them in. Keep them in. Why? Yeah. He's not. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jake. <laughs> A what? A what? <laughs> Tiger shark. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, his hands are really smooth. Should we? Uh, <laughs> should yeah. we move on? Should Spooky move on? Empire was stressful. All that stuff's on like the top of my list for like stressful moments over the last year too, Jake. I thought it was really I mean, my I've talked about it on the show, but when I was in line to meet Sophia Lillis and get her autograph on um that poster at uh, that print that I have, like I didn't think through where I wanted to get it signed and then like the actual moment of like, oh my god, I'm about to talk to somebody whose Instagram I've been like stalking and who 
played a character that I'm like obsessed with. That happens then... to me when I see that girl I like at the grocery store. Oh. Like I'm about to talk to a girl whose Instagram I've been stalking. Oh. I'm gonna ask her for a pound of turkey. She's been stalking the shelves. I'm sorry. Oh guys. This is a made up person. What? Way. I know, and I'm also jealous of her, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this made up grocery store girl. No, uh, I love Sophia Lillis and I was super stressed meeting her and like I just remembered that I, I kind of did, like, the blank when I was actually at, in the moment of it, and she asked me where I wanted the poster signed, and I was just like, anywhere! And so she signed, like, right in the dead center where I definitely didn't want it. Um, and I also was like, and make it out to Abby, like the road, you know, the Beatles, and I felt so fucking stupid. And I just wanted to point that out again. So next time I meet her, I'm going to have something prepared, and it's going to go over really well. It's going to go well. Yeah. yeah. That's my New Year's resolution. That's a good one. Thank you. Craig, what, what you? Craig, what stressed you out, man? Or, Abby, were you done? You got no, more? I mean, that's pretty much it. Also, uh, meeting Jaden, uh, I can never say his last name, like Lieberher or something. The kid who played Lieberho- Bill. I, I believe it's pronounced Lieberhosen. Yeah, that's it. Lieberhosen. Meeting Bill Denbro. Um, I, uh, I had him sign the, he thrust his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost quote. And it was... Uh, it was stressful because, like, he had he like misspelled or he made ghosts like singular instead of plural, and then like his mom made him correct it, and it was kind of stressful. Also, going, <laughs> I know, I was like, why am I making him like do a like a project? You're giving him, you're giving him schoolwork. He, yeah, I know. I'm like, and his mom's right. like, hey, you just up. failed. Yeah. yeah, his mom's like, you just failed English for this semester, you, you dummy. Should have handed him a copy of it and be like, hey, will you do a book report for me? Hey, will you? Will you, will you just this? read chapters, you know, fifteen yes. through twelve? Yes. Will you read chapter 22 and then we can go uh, uh, see, talk about it? Okay. Yeah, go? that was stressful. I can't not go there. All right. I mean, yeah. we all do. That's what you did, Jake, with your photo. I mean, they may not have known it. Did you have it open to chapter 22 when you took that picture I just, with them? No, I just opened it randomly yeah. to whatever no, page, that's good. So that's awesome. That was the meme I made, which I think I'm going to finally release. It's so yeah, funny. Okay. I like Jake's it. Jake's like, yeah, I don't it's care. It's an Easter egg. Yeah. I love good. Easter eggs. That was good. Abby, what else? What uh, else show? Book, speaking of signings and Stephen King, um, actually going to a Stephen King speaking event in Sarasota, Florida, like we did, was one of the more stressful moments in my life. Um, that was like a whirlwind trip. We did it in like 24 hours, and I was just not prepared for the line that was uh, like amassed outside of the library for this thing. It was for the uh, Sleeping Beauties book tour, by the way, which, Jake, we got you a book, which was cool. But yep, I appreciate it. I, f- I forgot to wear a deodorant that morning. I was very stressed. It was very hot. It was Florida. And I remember, like... It's it was- snowing in Florida today. Yeah, which is crazy. Jake, you were in the snow. I saw that. Yeah, it snowed here today, yep. It was wild. But uh, it was not snowing in Florida when I went to that event. Craig, you were there, too. You saw me. I was stressed. and I saw you. I think a lot of people in that audience were. But it was a- that was actually a really stressful but, like, sweet, special Engagement and the actual time spent in Stephen King and Owen King's presence was like, I'll never forget that. I got some video of it, thankfully, because, you know, it was all kind of a blur. But I guess that's what these events are always going to be like. Like when you meet somebody that you look up to and that you're that involved in or with and that you spend time in their Wikipedia holes and like listening to them doing other speaking engagements. Like it's like, I don't know, like you're. You never know if it's going to live up, and it also is like it, it happens so fast that you you don't want it to end, and it's over too quickly. And that's kind of how I felt about that event, and also all of Spooky Empire. It was kind of a blur. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, but it was a good blur. It's a good blur. And we got uh, two uh, autographed copies of Sleeping Beauties, which was great. Yeah, and we um, 
Stephen King has another book coming out in May, so maybe he'll do another signing. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a yeah. signing. Like, I want to actually get a picture. I think with I him. also was convinced that That'd I was cool, going yeah. to meet him at some point. Like, I think I had it in my heart that I was like, "Well, no, like we got Paul Feig, so like you know, I'm going to meet Stephen King," and that didn't happen. <laughs> and I totally convinced myself. I was like, "No, we're going to be like hanging out. It's we're going to be going out. to dinner. He's going to invite happen. us over for tea and scrumpets." I thought there was going to be, like, a bonfire on the beach. I was imagining the beginning of Jaws with, like, him and I. Like, I'm Chrissy. It's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Stephen King lures you into the ocean. Yeah, it's cool. All right. It what didn't else? happen. Uh, beyond, I mean, from the... Oh, Halloween Horn. Oh, yeah. It wasn't... Well, didn't we go... Yeah, okay, I remember distinctly when we were at Halloween Horror Nights, we were in line for one of the houses, and we saw all the It kids they were posting from the hot tub at our hotel, oh, yeah. and that was extremely stressful for me, because I was like, I want to be here, but I also want to be back at the hotel, and I was stressed, so. So you were saying you'd rather be in a hot tub with children Not much than more. at a theme park with also, children. Also, <laughs> this is a new addition, the, uh, Christine was there, and I'm reading Christine now, and I am now bummed out that I didn't see the car. because You had the opportunity. Pretty fucking cool. And I remember distinctly Jake was like, well, I want to go see the car. I was like, no, I'm busy. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly like to fuck? everybody, that is 100% exactly yeah. how it went down. Yeah. Let's go uh, see the car. Abby, nope. Nope. Busy. <laughs> Haven't read it yet. I was like, I, I thought right. there was going to be a spoiler contained mm-hmm. in the car. No, the car didn't have a spoiler. <laughs> Oh, is that true? <laughs> Damn it. Can you believe Not that yet. joke I just made? <sighs> um, I had some stress. Yeah, J- um, uh, Craig. Jew <laughs> Craig. Is that what you just Jew, called me? Jew Craig. Jew Craig. Whoa, I have to walk away for a minute. Uh, Jew Craig here, ready for some stress. Uh, I can say that because it's real. Um, yeah, my stress was kind of aligned with you guys. I mean, Star Wars related my biggest, my most stressful moment of the year was at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah? Yeah. Um, looking, for, looking for Laura Dern? I couldn't find her. <laughs> I wanted to. That no, Hey, really, that was stressful because we legitimately thought she was there because she played a big trick on everybody. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it turned out she, she, like, she the... knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought she didn't know it. that was the trick. Yeah, she played a trick on us, and she played a trick on Poe Dameron. Yeah, hot <laughs> shot. Maybe if our heads were in our cockpits. Um, no, my most stressful moment was that you guys remember we walked in, and it was like twenty minutes before they did the trailer debut, and yeah, like trying to get in position to see the trailer was mm-hmm. very stressful. It was. And, we couldn't hear it. Yeah. We couldn't hear it. And then the first time, like, it ended and we kind of didn't see it. And we were like, fuck, are they going to play it again? Like, yeah. I was, at that moment, I was regretting every decision I'd ever made in my life. The guy in front of me was like, did he <laughs> say for the Jedi to end? I was like, I think so. I don't know. We the guy turned around and was like, did he say he was milking a creature on no. Octu? <laughs> and I was like, that is what he said, sir. Uh, no, I, um... I want another stab at Star Wars Celebration, guys. Can I Dude, I'm, let's do it. That was yeah. a fun convention. I really yeah. like Star Wars Celebra- Celebration, but I don't feel like... I'll put it this way. I thought we went into it. We're like, we're not going to do the panels. We're not going to be sleeping overnight. We're just going to do it casual and relaxed. And then we're like in our hotel. We're seeing video of our friend Catherine like meeting Ryan Johnson. Oh. And I was like... We fucked up. We should be out there with the fans in the trenches, sleeping yeah. on the ground. Fuck it. 
Yep, I, I regret so that too. Not oh, like so waiting mad. out for that panel. Dude, um, I forgot. We're like on the we're like on the way to Star Wars Celebration, and we find out like Harrison Ford's there for the first time ever. Right. Yeah. Like, like what j- are we fucking doing? fucking. Yeah. <laughs> John so, Williams is literally on stage conducting Jake, an Jake, orchestra right now. What the fuck is wrong with us? This is how I yeah. felt too. Um. Well, we we bought Saturday and Sunday. We next time where, where I will say this. The next Star Wars Celebration is 2019. Mm-hmm. It's more than likely going to be in California or Orlando. Yeah. Oh. Our cats our are Our cats fighting. are destroying furniture or something. Oh, oh boy. We're building I it. Some. I can't. sounds like both. I'm making a commitment. I want to go back to Star Wars Celebration for the full weekend, and I want to go to the panels. I want to. Holy crap. I want to take it all in. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. agree. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, But because I. I had some regrets because I want to be in there when they debut the trailer for episode nine, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I want to be in there for the surprise guests. In the trenches. I want the pizza. I want it. I want the pizza. No, dude. But my, but the thing was, is like, we just didn't know. Now we know. We, we learned. Know. Yeah. We know. Um, it was our first time. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars Celebration was great. There's so much cool stuff. Yeah. We so saw John Boyega. So Ooh, John, we, we were did. So close. I actually talked to him for like what 0.5 seconds. He's, I don't. I don't know if I would call it. I talked to him. <laughs> I don't know if it was talking. <laughs> we talked. You try. yelled at him, and he looked in your direction as if he uh, heard you. Hey, he that's like, better than I did with old away. Pager Girl. Oh. Um, <laughs> also, back. another regret: we were afforded the opportunity to have a media badge this year at Star Wars Celebration for Yes Have Some, which was really cool and limited access. But we did have the opportunity to attend the Star Wars Rebels panel as media guests. And I had never watched Rebels at at that point. I was like, I'm not going to that. And now I have started watching Rebels and I love it. And I'm all like, I need to go back in time and talk to Craig from May of 2017 and be like, you get the, get in the panel, bro. Get there. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, Well, I think there was a little bit of like, not wanting to be like, I mean, you had never seen the show at all. So it would be, you know, weird. you'd be like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But it would be funny to ask questions of the panel, but not having any frame of reference. Like, yeah. right. hey, man, when you say rebel, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, talk, you talk or like my this is way off topic. Here's a stress. My dad called me the other day to ask me if there was any new Marvel movies coming out. Marvel. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He goes, Craig, you like Marvel, right? And I was like, is that an ice cream? Like, yes. what is that? That's, it's like a superhero <laughs> ice cream. Um, so yeah, so to be completely honest, like my most stressful moment was like making sure we could see the last Jedi trailer that first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically the froggy photos was also stressful. Spooky empire was also stressful. Uh, I'm trying to think if we had any stress at dragon con. Dragon con was fairly low key this year. It was good. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, it was like a chill time. I agree. But to me, the most stressful thing always going to these conventions is figuring out like who you're going to get pictures with, who you're going to get autographs with, trying to get interviews for people with the podcast, like all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. it's, it's stressful. And also dealing with lines like that's it's really that none of us think about is that line <laughs> that you have to wait in to get to the shit that you want to get. So it's really stressful when you get a press pass to Star Wars Celebration. You're like, cool. We can do something with that. We got a press pass. Then you get into Star Wars Celebration, and then you find out you're not allowed to talk to anybody. That everybody's yeah. like, "Well, because Lucasfilm, we have to go through. You know, you got to email us. It's got to be." And I'm like, "What's the point of a fucking press pass then?" Yeah, Jake. I was like, "Burn this mother down, dude." Um, <laughs> I will say this though: the autograph, like meet and greet, 
photo op area at Celebration was the most stressful I've ever seen. I saw tears. It was crazy, yeah. It was stressful. From me, when there wasn't creamer. At the coffee station, dude, like, that girl snapped on you. No, I snapped we also on her. we Sorry. also waited. Um, we also waited five hours in line. Well, I waited five hours in line oh, to get wait. into the Star Wars store, Shit. and you guys, you guys lied your way that into was, the fucking line. That was my next most stressful moment. Was the lie that we told, and then yeah. also the fact that I Craig's didn't get good that. At it. Uh, yeah. I want to go on record for any Lucasfilm representatives who might be listening no to lies. the S Pop. There was no lies. It's totally. <laughs> So we, had a, we had a family situation. We had to take no, care of it. I went into the line. I, been there I the asked line. the guy behind me. I said, hey, man, what do scissors do? He uh-huh. said cut, and then oh, we were good. Bam. It was good. I remember I had my head like buried in a book the whole time. So I was like, I'm not going to look up. I'm not going to deal with this. Like These people are mad at me. My favorite part about that was, Craig, you get up to me in line finally. And I'm like, first of all, how the fuck did Craig and Abby get back into the line? I've been Jesus. in this line for three, yeah. three hours at this point. And as soon as you get up to me, Craig immediately makes like, yeah, you know, everything's OK. Uh, you know, mom called. She's doing yeah. OK. It's going to be fine. We're He's talking related. very loud to make sure the people behind us can hear yes. that there was an emergency phone call that pulled you out of line. Yep. And it was big, big I'm just deal. saying things. I'm like, yes. Well, apparently was, the bones set perfect. It was yeah. good. Uh, it was uh, so uh, good. Uh, it was so good. The uh, perfect. We're like Ocean's Eleven of. It's not terminal. It, if Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> hey, yeah, her broken bones not terminal. Uh, if if the plot, if the plot of Ocean's Eleven was they were sneaking into a casino, just to go gamble, because mm-hmm. literally it's like, <laughs> like we are breaking into the store, which we will be spending a lot of money. Yes. Spending a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, so all of that stuff was really, it was really good though. But yeah, yes. man, we got it's gonna be another fun year coming up. Good, but stressful. I was actually on my list of things of things that I regret was that I didn't get the silk uh, C-3PO Her Universe jacket that was Oof. in that store. Me and I, I still look at that online, and I'm like, I want it. So. My biggest regret is we haven't met Mark Hamill yet, and he's a national treasure, and I want to mm-hmm. meet Mark Hamill. So let's commit to that the next time mm-hmm. we have the opportunity. Do it. Mm-hmm. I want to commit. Um, although I kind of want to do it in the 90s when it was like 50 bucks, not 400 Yeah, let's exactly. go back. Jesus Christ. You know? um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, all guys, this... You mentioned catharsis earlier. That felt pretty good, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, talk- I feel good talking about all that stuff. Want- getting it out there. Yeah, you gotta. Just get it out there. Um, is there anything that has you stressed about the upcoming year? Yeah. I think Jake and I probably would share my number one that I wrote down, which is the Jurassic World. Oh, I'm kind of, I'm stressed about it, because last, when it, when, um... Or when uh, Fallen Kingdom is what I'm stressed about. But when Jurassic World came out, that was a big stressful thing for me. Similar to The Last Jedi, like... I was back and forth and had, like, weird feelings about it because I disliked stuff. So um, I'm just stressed, nervous about that. I have the same feelings about uh, the Han Solo movie. And, I mean, I've talked a little bit about that. But, yeah, I mean, mostly my my stress for next year is coming from, like, wanting to see movies that I'm excited about, hoping they're good, and being concerned that they might not be and they may not live up to expectations. So we'll see. That's some honesty Mm -hmm. right there. That's are there any other are there any other movies coming out that you know of Abby that you're just like that stressed? you're well that you're stressed or that you're like excited for? Yeah, dude, in I have a little Infinity War, uh, Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald because I just watched uh, Fantastic Beast recently, like over Christmas break, and I really liked it a lot. 
Um, so much so that I got like a cute little Niffler, which is like the little figure that pickpockets all the jewels and the money. And he's really cool. cute. Yeah, dude. So uh, also Ant Man and the Wasp, also Black Panther, and Deadpool too. So yeah, there's a lot of wow, good, a lot like, of comic book movies coming out. Yeah, a lot dude. of comic book movies coming out. Isn't Venom coming out too? Whoa! I don't is know that Tom it, Hardy? So yeah. is Aquaman. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh! I'm gonna be an Aqua Woman when I see. Uh, I'm gonna see. <laughs> what? I just saw The Shape wow. of Water and I'm liberated. I'm sorry, everyone. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, I went to PetSmart, bought a goldfish this morning. <laughs> I fucked it. Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> I made a hard boiled egg. Uh, and I'm not gonna finish that sentence. All right. Oh, uh, God damn it. Uh, God Jake. Damn it. Yeah, what, what, we're going to be talking a lot about Jurassic World over the next couple months. Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. your current like? You've seen the trailer, you've taken it all in, been reading about it. What, what's your current stress level for Jurassic World? I mean, I'm excited for it, man. I, uh, you know, it's. I was more stressed over the first Jurassic World just because it's been a long time since we had, you know, a Jurassic Park movie, and now we we kind of know what to expect. We kind of know, you know, kind of what it's going to feel like, what the tone's going to be. So it's less like actual stressful and it's just more like hurry up and get here. You know, it's just more like excitement. I want to see it. I want to see some dinosaurs. I want to start buying toys. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited for it. Especially since like, uh, you know, this is also, we talked about this before this year's 25th anniversary of Jurassic park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, not just Jurassic world toys. We're going to get, we're going to get a lot of Jurassic park stuff. And also like Mattel has the, the license now. Right. Um, so hopefully that means we're not going to be getting like crappy Jurassic world toys like we did last time. Yeah. And, and yeah. And also, um, so like, there was I was looking this up earlier. There was like a blog post or something where Mattel they posted like a picture online that was just kind of like it. You know, it was just a. It wasn't even about. It was about something completely different. But they were talking about the process of toy making with Mattel, and in the picture, there's a lot of like. Um, just like prototypes, you know, of toys they're working on, like, you know, blank, you know, half of a body, just stuff like that. But in the picture, like in like in the upper left of the picture, there is a Tyrannosaurus Rex head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's obviously the Jurassic Park Rex. Right. Yeah. And it's unpainted. You know, it's just like and it's just the head. But it looks like the Jurassic Park Rex. And that's one of the problems. You know, with the Jurassic World toys is like all those figures, they look whoever like whatever whoever did the sculpt, they just they don't look right. They all look weird. This looks right. This looks like, you know, the the Jurassic Park uh, dinosaurs are very distinctive. You know, nothing else, you know, has those same same looking dinosaurs unless they stole the the design. And dude, I think it's a really good opportunity for Mattel to put out a classic toy line with like. Dude, I how, think they're going to. How awesome would it be if it's like series one? There's like six dinosaurs, six humans, and like three vehicles. Dude, yeah. I'll be at the bank getting a loan. They're gonna be like, "What's this loan for, sir?" I'm gonna be like, "Jurassic Park toys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I I bet you they will. I bet you with it being the 25th anniversary, and I've already like you know seen a lot of talk about they're planning some big things. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, I completely agree. The Jurassic World toy line was not good. Sucked. Um, Dude, but Mattel, mm-mm. so it's weird. The Mattel get the tiniest Owen and a bunch of vehicles. Oh, that's and a bunch of suck. weird colored dinosaurs. I didn't like. Yeah, it. Mattel's uh, their like WWE figures are great. Their DC line is always great, and I hopefully they'll put out a good Jurassic Park line. Like it's funny, Jake. Like <clears throat> I do this every year. Like I had this conversation with. I was sitting in my toy room the other day, mm-hmm. and I had this conversation with myself. I was like, you know gonna really step up my toy game this year <laughs> i really want to be i want to get serious about yeah. it um, yeah. which i could compl- dude jake even mentioned it i have gone full-on star wars nut case nut yeah bag you have turned insane for I, yes can wars. i say something and i'm just gonna put this out there right now and i'm not even lying for the first time in my life star wars is giving ghostbusters a run for its money as far as what my number one fandom is because like i love ghostbusters i always will but i I don't i feel the same way i don't have a i don't have a good grasp on what the future of ghostbusters looks like you know like right i don't know maybe we're getting an animated movie maybe down the line we'll get more movies but like with star wars i can clearly see the next 10 to 15 years as nothing but movies shows books toys games and it's like that's the kind of fandom i want to be part of I don't necessarily love the idea of just every single time one little piece of Ghostbusters news comes out, I have to, like, hang on to it like a fucking madman. Like, well, this could be, you know, because I want it to be good and amazing, and I just don't have any proof right now that that's what we're going to That activity kit is always going to be on the shelves of Target clearance section. Exactly. It'll always be on the shelves. Um, So, yeah, very excited about um, the Jurassic Park toys and... Very excited about all my new Star Wars stuff as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else are we looking forward to 2018? I'm really looking forward to Avengers. I want to see those Avengers and those Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to see if they're going to, you know, mingle. Yeah. See what that's all I'm about. I'm stressed about that, too, to see them on screen together. And How do you feel about somebody not James Gunn directing the Guardians? A little bit weird, honestly. Like, I mean, I think that they're all pretty defined as characters, and I think that Marvel is a pretty <laughs> tight operation, so I'm not that concerned. So but... many callbacks. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to get such little screen time, probably, yeah. that it's not going to matter. When you, yeah. when, you, when you get a film with, like, 20 heroes in it, yeah, it's not going right. to, I don't know, I think yeah. going to matter. Well, still stressed, because I want there to be more of them, so. More. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. Um... um I'm excited that there's a new Cloverfield movie coming out this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in February. I think it got delayed till April. April, yeah. They yeah. pushed it back. I don't know why, but whatever. A um, couple movies I'm looking forward to. This one, I feel weird. I've never I've never been, like, excited. I've never looked forward to a movie with The Rock in it. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a problem with him. Um, he's He's funny, I think, but it's just that usually the movies he's in are just like silly or they're, they're not the kind of silly I go for, you know? Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. but he's going to be in rampage. Right. Which looks very silly, but it's also about three giant monsters and, uh, it looks fun and the monsters look cool and I'm excited to watch fucking rampage. I'm going to go see it. 
I thought that trailer looked good, man. Yeah, it looks, looks fun. Yeah, um, to the people complaining about the Rampage trailer, go fuck yourself. Because here's what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to name names, but I saw some comments when that trailer was released. Yeah, I was like, what did people complain about? And they were like, God, how do I say this without not calling? I'm not going to say it by names, but there was a... Jake and I had a really funny interaction. Somebody online was saying something along the lines of like, I can't believe they're doing this. Is nothing sacred? And Jake was like, this is coming from somebody who likes the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. So it's like, let's not all like act like Rampage was some sort of gift from the gods that should never be touched. It's an arcade game, It's a fucking arcade game, yeah. 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 Why wouldn't The Rock make a And it seems like, yeah, it's it's kind of over the top, like, jumping the shark territory. Yeah, like, who cares? Right? Yeah. So it sounds who cares? The fucking sea- ridiculous. The, like, up at the, Rock the, yeah. the creatures look cool. The, you know, this, the the visual effects look fun. They're, you know, they're not, like, top, top quality, but they don't look bad. You know, they're giant monsters. It looks cool. Let's I'm, just be I'm thankful excited. this movie's coming out in 2018 and, like, not 1994. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that would have sucked. Yeah. Here's a question: What are you guys thinking about uh, Ready Player One? I mean, I know that you didn't. You just read, finish reading it, Jake. So you probably you probably got a heftier opinion than either Craig or I at this moment. But well, I feel I, like go. You go ahead. You go ahead. I mean, I, I'm interested to see it. I'm mostly because other people have expressed strong interest in it, and I mean, I guess it. it you know, it looks like a decently. It was a neat trailer, so and I like the the music and stuff. Uh, I don't know if I plan on reading the book like you, but how are you feeling after reading the book? Well, after reading the book, the books, I got like half of the book. I like. I like the story. It is. It is got. It does have some fun stuff, and you can definitely read the book being like, you know what, this is going to be fun, especially coming from Steven Spielberg. You know, it's right. it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg and Stephen King are both having the same kind of thing going on where in their later years, their directing and writing has become more about, you know, detectives and the government and more serious dramas and less maybe what they were known for in their younger days. And, and, um, you know, the E.T., Jurassic Park, Jaws, you know, that stuff is really, you know, that stuff's amazing and fun. And that's the kind of Steven Spielberg stuff that, you know, most people really love. Not saying that the other stuff is bad, but I'd much rather see like some magical film that's fun coming from Steven Spielberg and not, you know, another movie with like Tom Hanks working for the government. And uh, (laughs) so I'm excited that he's doing ready player one because it's like, you know, it's a, it's another like sci-fi story. But then again, they're reading ready player one. A lot of times it feels like, like fan fiction. And it feels like, it feels like the writer of the book is just like, Hey, watch me talk about how much stuff I know because he he works it into the plot of Ready Player One that like the whole plot is that this game they're playing and this future is obsessed with eighties culture. Yeah. But there there is literally like a ten page section of the book that is like three main characters just kind of having like a reference off with each other. Yeah. And it is the most 
awful thing to it's just like the most like pretentious it's just it's hard to read because it's just like i know this and and it's you know and it's just the it's just the writer being like i know everything about i know all these obscure references and it and and there are a lot of parts of the book that just kind of play out where you're like this is just this guy's fantasy he wrote it down and it got popular (laughs) Yeah. Um, Am I, I think the only the movie- person in the world who thinks the DeLorean with the Ghostbusters logo on the door is stupid? Well, apparently Steven Spielberg thought it was stupid too because the DeLorean in the movie doesn't have the Ghostbusters logo in it. Oh. Yeah, well, that's um, just Sony being like, nope, can't do it. Not unless you bring Holtzman with you. Jake, how long is that book? Is it like a heavy read or? No, it's not that big. So like- um, I, I read it pretty quickly. I think it. I, I feel it, like I want to hate read it at this point. No, Ooh, I mean I like you'll you'll stuff. you'll definitely you'll definitely <laughs> like some of it. It's not like I, I didn't hate the book, but starting off, it, it just it has it has big sections of like nothing but references to this, references to that, and you know half the shit I've never heard of. Some stuff, you know, I'm like, oh cool, that, I like that thing, you know, and and that's exactly what it's. You know, supposed to do is they make you do like, oh, that's something I like. But do it feels like glorified fan fiction with though. all uh, '90s pop culture. Oh, yeah. It's ex- it's exactly glorified fan fiction, but half of it is like just it's, it, you just like want to eye roll. Of, yeah. You want to eye roll because half of it feels like something you found in the deep dark section of the internet. Like the main character is like he's this um, he's a fat kid and he's he's a, like self. He, like they, he calls himself a fat kid, but in this video game world, yeah. he's amazing and he's p- perfect and he can do everything on the first try. And he gets the girl that he's, you know, he gets the super yeah. hot gamer chick that he's had a crush on and he beats yeah. the game and he does this and he, yeah. you know, and it's just like, come, come the fuck on. I say much. that, but then also like the climactic battle is like the bad guy is pilot piloting Mecha Godzilla and the good guy is a giant Ultraman. And I'm like, uh, they put that in the movie. Yeah, I'm dude, fucking in. I was like, I want to see for. that. I want, you know what I mean? So, I want the '90s version where at the end it's a giant Fred Durst oh. battling Fred Durst versus uh, Britney Spears. <laughs> yes. They had some, some fucking heat. Fred they Durst versus the yeah, Godzilla they, from they Matthew stuff. Broderick's Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No Godzilla's right here. uh, Oh God, damn it! But but I am excited to see the movie though. Like it does look fun, and you know it's Steven Spielberg. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that as well. I always like a good Steven Spielberg movie. And I actually do you want know. to see The Post, which is what Jake was just referencing, which is the new Tom right. Hanks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to see it. Okay. I, it's like I want to see it, too, but, like, I want to see it because I do like Tom Hanks, and I just I just read I just read and watched The Green Mile recently, and it made me be like, fuck, I, like, he's amazing in this. I want to – but then you see the preview for, for that movie, and I'm like, do I really want to watch this? Um, <laughs> before we move on to – Recapping our favorite movies of 2017. Yes, that's what I'm ready to do. I just had an idea. We should do a series of podcasts this year where we break down. We we should come up with our definitive list of the top 10 Spielberg movies. Okay. And then like mm-hmm. once a month throughout the year, do an episode on the movie. Mm-hmm. 10 through yeah. 1. Let's okay. do it. So, can we do Let's some do stinkers? Were there, there's some stinkers, right? <laughs> there are some stinkers. Yeah, but there's a stinker in there. Hey. 
who knows? One of those stinkers could be one of our top ten. Yeah, who knows? I like Hook. Yeah? <laughs> but it's not good. It's not. It's all right. Uh, it's worth a rewatch. I'll though. tell you guys one thing. War of the Worlds is not in my top ten Spielberg movies. Mm. It's not in my top ten. I don't think it's in, I don't. I don't I got some. I got some thoughts on that movie. Every mm-hmm. time, every Spielberg list I read has Lost World at like dead last. Mm-hmm. And I know Jake likes Lost World. I mean, I like it, but it's not. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's yeah. not. You know. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> hey, guys, down then, the road. Hey, we get to this. We'll hey, get remember to when we uh, started talking about Lost World and uh, yeah. the podcast ended? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ended. Right. You guys ready to talk about these? Uh, Top movies of the yeah, year? Yeah, top five. Yeah, let's do top it. Three, a lot. Who? Okay, so five. we all saw a lot of movies this year. We wanted to recap um, what our favorites were. Maybe what they... How, how do you guys want to do it? You just want to all say our favorite movie of the year? Yeah, let's go. Let's, do we all have a top five list? Yeah, I have five I don't, written I, I have a list. I don't have like a... I don't have them in a specific order or anything, but I could probably throw out like a top three or four. Let's yeah. do top three. Let's do okay, top, top three. three. Okay. Let's all, let's all start with our number three. Let's just do round table. Okay. Ooh, this is exciting. Oh, this is difficult. I gotta. Uh, I it's not re- difficult. It's I'm fun. I'm gonna reorder. Okay. Jay. Restructuring. Sure. If you had to pick your number three movie of twenty, now I should preface this: we haven't all seen every movie that came out this year. But this is just a personal. Yeah. It's from personal what we've list. seen, yeah. I haven't seen I Tonya yet. Negative. Yeah. Me and neither. I haven't seen I Lady Bird, and mm-hmm. you know whatever else is gonna get nominated. I, I usually yeah. don't see I those ones Blade at Runner. all. Sorry. Ooh, I, I haven't seen Blade Runner either. It's one of my biggest regrets. Okay, Jake, what's it's, your number? It's, I'm going to play along with you, Craig, but I want to tell you this: I hate doing like numbered lists. No, it's you have to. very. It's I know I'm going to play along, but it's Should very hard for me. No, stop it! <laughs> it's very hard for me to put one in front of another because okay. I don't know because like I like movies for different because like I want to say it is my top movie, but I don't oh think it God, is the best. It's not even but on listen. My list. Jake, but joking. I don't think. But I don't think it is the. I, I don't like think it, more, it is the best movie. Restructuring. Here we go. But it's like, it's yeah. not the best movie. But I'm also like yeah. very emotionally attached to that movie, and because I'm emotionally attached to the book and Stephen King, and it's like, so it's hard to not place it first. But I also don't think it was the best movie. Of All I have to do is ask Jake to make a numbered list. There's a fucking mental breakdown. That I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I what love the fuck? Very hey, difficult. you know what? Number three, Kong. There oh. it is. Skull Island. Okay. Kong Skull it. Island. Cool. Kong's cool. good, King. <laughs> That's yeah. a very. That was a very fun movie. I love it. Was it. Kong was good. Wild I, I want to revisit it. I've only seen it the one time. Um, should we talk about it for a second? Just Let's talk about a, it. a brief. Yeah, sure. It's I not mean, in my top three, but. Yeah. Um, um, I. 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 You know, first of all, like obviously, I love monster movies, and it and it's going to be attached to you know they're 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 pulling in Kong with Godzilla, and that's you know a little dream of mine. But um, it was really well done. It was a different take on the Kong story. Everything looked good. Uh, you know, all the monsters were cool. It's mostly in broad daylight, which I've mentioned before is one of the big reasons I like it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's just very fun. There's a good cast, and it it turned out great. I liked it. John C. Riley's super funny in it. Yep. It's just yeah. weird. Like, why is John C. Riley in a King Kong movie? I don't know, I don't but it's know. awesome. Hey, why is Jack Black in a King Kong movie? Yeah. Why is Jack Black why? the main fucking character in, like, a serious King Kong movie, and he's still awesome in it? And how was that, like, ten years ago? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I need um, to. 
But yeah, Kong was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that they're going to do Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, 2019. No, 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 no. 2019 is Godzilla 2. Okay, so then it's going to be that. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. Abby. That's cool. Number three. I have number three is Get Out, which I watched very recently, and I really, really enjoyed. Um, I know, Jake, that you saw that, like, I don't know. While back, well, it came out earlier. It. it came out yeah. like January, February. It was one of those movies that I knew February, I needed I think. to watch. I saw yeah. It right now, yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew I needed to see it. I'd heard it was really good. I like Jordan Peele, and um, yeah, so I saw it, and it was scary as fuck. And it was a total like, it was so smart and subversive, and like and subtle. And I love the Twilight Zone. And isn't Jordan Peele now going to be doing his own like series, like a? Directing Twilight Zone. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that's that's awesome, and I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I didn't see... Actually, I did see the the twist coming. I, I kind of saw what was going on, like, early on in the movie, but, like, it was still so satisfying. And, um, yeah, I just really liked it. Like, I was stirring, um, like, a spoon in my coffee mug the other day, and, like, it made that noise. You but, went like, to the sunken place? Yeah, I went to the sunken place, so it was... I, I really liked that movie. I thought it was super good. Um, I want to open up a nightclub called The Sunken Place. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Sort that of would tea. be... No. It's guys, cool. come on. Guys, I, I couldn't... I couldn't do that. Could you, I? you could do it. No. Jake, you're, no. you're the uh, you're the horror aficionado on this... on this uh, podcast we do here. What? Uh, yes. How do you think Get Out compares to a lot of the modern horror... I mean, if you consider it horror, it's not. It's more I mean, like it's like a, a thriller, thriller and you know. psychological thriller. I would call it a horror movie. It's just a different kind of horror movie, just because, um, you know, just because it's not gore. I mean, there are some deaths and murders happening, and it's like weird. You know, it's it's a horror, but it's more of a twilight. Like Abby just said, it's more like the Twilight Zone, and I like that kind of stuff better sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. it's just when it's it's smartly done. There's a lot of, um, you know, Kim. Uh, he, he he's like put tons of I, I, I watched a video recently where people were like, um, you know, sending in theories about that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, uh, either correcting them about it or being like, yeah, you're right. And there's just like a ton of like foreshadowing in that movie. And there's yeah. a ton of like weird symbolism. And they're, you know, just like all kind of stuff you don't think about. Like, you know, when he's in the. You know, when he's sitting in the chair, he pulls the cotton out of the, you know, yes, chair and stuffs it in his ear. And they're just like, hey, he had to pick cotton, you know, to save himself. Oh. Like all oh, kinds wow. of weird, wow. all kinds Jesus. of weird shit like that, that you don't get. And, um, viewing, I need to go back. Yeah. To so watching, it's, it's good. Yeah. And Allison Williams is like eating the uh, cereal, like the milk and the. Loops, Usually separately. she's used to getting eaten. Oh, that's, that was a girl's reference. That is a girl's reference. I made I a re- that's probably seen. the first one that has ever been made on the S. Absolute podcast. Yeah. Um, Abby, what specifically, like when you're watching Get Out, like what about it sticks with you that makes you put it in your top three? Because we watch a lot of movies, all of us. Like, is it because of the characters? Mm-hmm. Is it the story? Is it what? What is it about it that grabs you? It it got inside my mind and, like, terrified me. The, the idea of part of your consciousness, like, being taken over by another human being while you are just mentally subdued in that sunken place and having 
all of your self taken from you. Like, that is so fucking terrifying to me. And to think that, like, I I didn't see that that switch coming, like, in the movie. But, like, that to me, like, the, the loss of... Of like mental, uh, like uh, capacity. Your fun- capacity and functionality and all that kind of stuff. Having someone else mm-hmm. take over your mental space is is truly terrifying. There's the, all those deeper meanings and like levels to it, which is like really scary classic styled movie. And like I said, as a fan of the Twilight Zone, like it felt like yeah. A classic. And I think it's awesome that um, like audience re- audiences took to it and like it's cool when you see something have mainstream success that you know is like a smart, well-made movie. It's not some fucking <clears throat> bullshit. It's yeah. not Jumanji. And like in the first 10 minutes, you hear Childish Gambino, like, and I love him and it was really, I will I say Bradley Whitford. Things. I love Bradley Whitford. He's become one of my favorite actors ever since Billy Madison, mm-hmm. him playing the dad. in that yeah. movie was just like spot on when he does his, with like, uh, Allison Williams, uh, mm-hmm. tells him, she's like, well, my dad, you know, they're they're big Democrats. He would have voted for Obama for a third term if he could have. And, like, the first thing Bradley Whitford says, he's like, greatest president of my lifetime, would have voted for him for a third time yeah. if I could have. Like, it's just so <laughs> funny. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. Uh, well, cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, get out. Awesome. Yeah. Um, my number three movie of the also, year. Also, it was kind of funny, too. Like, it was funny. Because, mm-hmm. like, his friend and all that, like, that that back and forth stuff, like, it was um, oh, yeah. well-balanced. Yeah. That actor, um, he was from, on Carmichael, Carmichael Show. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Uh, he was awesome. Uh, he, he, I like that he kind of played a big part in saving the day. And also, there was an alternate ending. Uh, ending. Uh, there was an alternate ending to that movie, um, where basically uh, the main character is accused of murdering the entire family. Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't yeah. end the way that it ends. So, yeah. Uh, Cool. Fun fact, Craig. Cool. Every movie has an alternate ending. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an alternate version of this episode where I don't go into that little fact, and it's much more entertaining for the audience. <laughs> uh, cool. So my number three movie of the year was, drumroll please, la 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 la, that's how I do drumrolls, uh, Logan. Logan was my number three movie of the year. God, that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I, I will, I am not the biggest X-Men movie fan. I enjoy the movies for what they are. I remember really being into the first two when they first came out, like when I was in high school and stuff. Um, but it's in the, the full landscape of the, you know, what's going on with comic book movies. You know, the X-Men movies are whatever. They're entertaining, but they're not, I think, they're not my favorite. Yeah. I will say yeah, Hugh Jackman. Uh, right. Because X-Men is such a cool concept, right? X-Men, X-Men yeah. They, X-Men were always my favorite comic to read. They were my favorite cartoon. They have not been the best. Right. On screen, yeah. Um, but w- what I really think is awesome is that Hugh Jackman has been playing Wolverine since I was like in the ninth grade, and I am now twenty-two years old. And now he's the greatest showman. Uh, I am about to be thirty-four <laughs> years old. He is the greatest showman. I haven't seen that yet either. But um, you listened to the whole soundtrack. Soundtrack's on point. It's good. Fun fact: the Yes Have Some podcast. We like musicals around here. We like them. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Hugh Jackman. This might be like his best performance of his career. I thought I was a little bit worried at first because I was like, okay, Deadpool was really popular. Now they're doing an R-rated Wolverine movie. This is just going to be some bullshit violence and and it's just going to be, you know, dropping F-bombs for no reason. And it is violent and there are 
quite a few F-bombs, but the story in this movie is really, really awesome. The dynamic between Logan and X-23, they're on their road trip. Patrick Stewart is fucking incredible in this movie. Um, I think Patrick Stewart, like, deserves an Oscar for this movie because, like, this was a broken-down, like, run-down, beaten-up version of Professor X that we haven't seen before. And his mm-hmm. performance was, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And when he's, like, talking about Taco Bell. Oh, I loved it. And it's all, yeah, this movie had a lot of humor, too. X-23 was a badass. Uh, Logan was a badass. And it's something I'm going to be able to revisit, you know, once a year forever and really, really enjoy it. Not just, like, as a, it doesn't come off as a superhero movie. It comes off as, like, a Western. And it's my number three movie of the year. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I cried, folks. The tears were flowing. Oh, what? Do we know? Yeah, cried during that. Yeah, you're right. What a weirdo. Uh, Jake wouldn't cry. You didn't cry. <laughs> no. The, the fucking. Jake? You didn't no. text us Jake. pictures of you crying. <laughs> Posted it. No. Instagram post. Jake looked like he had just watched Gone with the Wind. God, um, it, that movie cry? fucked me up, guys. Talk Why about it real cry? quick. I love this part. <clears throat> it just like, it just it's it, it's just so weird. Like as you know, as a fan of the X Men, like literally. That was the thing I always loved. I loved the X-Men. I read the X-Men. I collected, and I still have, I have about five or six books full of the cards, you know, like the trading cards, and I just loved it. I've always loved the X-Men, and the movies were always just, like, lacking for me. Like, they never quite get, they'll get, like, maybe a character here and there right, but never enough in one film or the storylines are weird. You know, they just, it's all kind of dumbed down. Mm-hmm. And, um, Logan was the first time that they like that, that they got it right after, you know, how many fucking movies they got it right. And even though like you've spent however many years, what, 10 years, 12 years or whatever, watching these movies and they're not your favorite when when you're still invested in those characters in other ways than just the movies and you have been and then finally to see them get it right and not only to get it right but also to like kill off the character dude when she turns that i know i've said it before but the cross on the grave into the x like that was it was heartbreaking and awesome and so upsetting it was just good beautiful yeah Yeah, that was one of those cathartic movies for me too man i cried it was just it's just nice to see like I don't know. It's nice to see like some justice, you know, for, for the X-Men films. And it almost, it almost feels like at that point, somebody should have been like, okay, so we need to reset now. Like it needs to stop. You can't make another X-Men film in that continuity, which they are, you know, like they're, they're coming out with the dark Phoenix film, you know, this next year. And it follows the same, you know, continuity. And it's just going to be, you know, Apocalypse wasn't great, and it's going to follow that. It's going to feel like that film. It's going to follow that, you know, formula, and it's going to feel weird after Logan, after seeing Logan. It's going to be like, oh, like how can you – you can't go back to that. I feel like at this point they they need to shut it down, give it a little bit of time, and, and, then, and maybe reboot it and maybe reboot it a little more – you know, fateful to the to to a to a specific comic line or right. storyline or something. Yeah. Well, I think now that I mean, I think so. Fox still has multiple X Men movies planned. I know there's some spinoffs. I know 
Maisie Williams, who plays Arya on Game of Thrones, is doing mm-hmm. something. Starfire? Yeah, something in the X-Men universe. Maybe. Uh, but the fact is, once they're eligible oh, no, for the MCU, it is going to get rebooted. And as much yeah. as I would like to see, like, Avengers 5 have have Hugh Jackman in it as Wolverine, that's not going to happen. And, like, we saw closure for, for Logan in that movie, and, like, it's unbelievable, and there's no reason to to try and like it's already perfect that that was like a perfect movie to me Mm -hmm. um yeah so definitely my number three movie of the year uh was logan and yeah hopefully uh hopefully we'll see some more good x-men movies Mm because like jake said some there's good and bad to all of them like i enjoy first class for what it is i enjoy days of future past for what it is days of future past i think besides logan has been the best x-men movie like it, it might not be the most accurate, but I think it's I think it's the closest. You know, it's the first time, you know, you you really get to see the Sentinels and right. And it's hard to just the first two X Men movies were so long ago. Like, even though they're good, like they don't really compare to what they're doing now. Like when you go back and watch the first, they're very movie, different. When you watch Tobey Maguire Spider Man, like it looks really bad. Like it's just it's just kind of a different. A different time. It was period. a different time. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So number three, Logan. Pre Avengers. Um. Still better than the Amazing Spider Man. Ooh, ooh. Andrew Garfield eating lasagna. Mm. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh. Dude, I like lasagna. Um. <laughs> just Jake. Just saying. Jake, yeah. What was your number two movie in 2017? <clears throat> you know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna say it as my as my number two movie, and Dang. and it's not and it's not because I, I have to keep I have to keep saying this. I don't think Kong and I don't think it are you know the best movies of the year, but they're the movies I had the most fun with, and they're um, the movies that you know I, I am invested in. Like those both of those films, and especially it, you know I just have a big stake in that. Like you know I. Well, I'm obsessed with Stephen thing. King and like, you know, it's fun to have a huge build up to a movie and actually be able to off. enjoy it. Yeah. I'm yeah, currently exactly. like, I'm now I'm restructuring my top five again. No, yeah. well, there's, it is there's, number four we, for me, Jake. So it's like we, right on. It was. Yeah. On it, well, it's hard for me. I can't number these. As, as soon as we get done with this little list, I want to go through a couple other films that I, that I think are really good, you that's know, fine. that came out. That, that's so, yeah. But yeah, that I'm just, I'm putting, <clears throat> I'm putting <laughs> it as number, I'm putting it as number two, just because like, you know, it felt good. It felt good to see it. Yeah. It was a nice buildup. We, we spent a lot of time with it. It was much, much like we did, you know, with Ghostbusters before, except like I came out of this. I, I got fine. some issues. With, I got some issues with it, but my issues aren't, they're different from like my 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 Star Wars issues. You know, they're not issues that are making me uh, feel like I want to punch somebody in the face or yeah. yeah. They're just like I, I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah, the amount of pros or things that I like about it like outweigh the the small discrepancies of the things. That, <clears throat> yeah, you know, and I've watched it. I've so. watched it multiple times now that it's been out on digital, and I'm still there's still things that I like better every time. There's still thing the same things bother me, you know, but they're like. Whatever. The things I like, I like. Yeah, it's minor enough. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jake. And again, I kind of wish that I could. I think I'd put it at almost a tie for third place because it was. I feel bad was, not yeah. putting it on my list. You know, I would. Yeah. I think with yeah. it, like, yeah. what the, the number, like, the movie's so well done. 
like you, we maybe some of the creative decisions or some of the whatever, like you know, they differ from the book, or you, you know, we wanted to see something go one way, went another way, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, those kids are so good. Mm-hmm. They are. Like yeah. their acting is amazing. Yeah. The coming of age tale portion of the it. amount of care and love that was like put in behind the scenes to like get them to bond with each other, which we've talked about, and like the dedication to the book that we've talked about that Andy Muschietti had is like obvious and like you can feel it and that movie really connected with me and you and Craig and I think obviously with a lot of like 13 and 14 year old kids that showed up at Spooky Empire which we were talking about how stressed we were but I think that movie really resonated with that like it did and you know what else when you're at that age and you want that like tragic romance and like something to sink your teeth into like I feel like this movie they did it the right way they didn't fit the whole book into one movie they plotted it out and said this is a big story and we need to do it justice so we're gonna split it up and we're gonna let these kids have their movie and it's one of the best coming of age tales i've ever seen on screen and it feels accurate and innocent and there's a coming of age arc and all that stuff which is what's in that first part of the book which is what you want and there's like and and so much of it is so faithful and the parts where it veers from the book like it, it shines at moments, so I think it's good. Let's talk about Bill yeah. Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. let's, he's can awesome. Can please? He's so awesome. Like, that Pennywise, much different. Like, the, the unbelievable task of having to do something that honors the legacy of the book and the Tim Curry performance and then also make it your own, that's, like, that's impossible. And he mm-hmm. did it. In my Dude, opinion. I he did. He, I think he was better. Hot Whoa. take. Whoa. Hot take. I do, too. Dude, I like him better too. I like him better kid. too, and I don't think I don't think Tim Curry's bad. And you know, there are some things that Tim Curry does, maybe not because it's Tim Curry, but maybe because the script calls for that are that are maybe more accurate in some places. But I think I think uh, Bill Skarsgård's like Penny. I think his Pennywise is scarier. Like, and 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 that's not just the way he looks, but. The way he speaks, I, it, it's 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 like hypnotizing, mm. and he he just feels like he's got more range to him than like Tim Curry's Pennywise is a guy in a clown suit. Yeah, yeah. and you don't really get that from Bill. Like Bill Skarsgård seems like a creature, which yeah. is yeah. what Pennywise is. It's right. a it's creature, like an, an otherworldly entity, and yeah. handsome and super cute. <laughs> And all those things. And yeah. I want to get his pager got, number. I go down there. He's got very pretty eyes. Yeah. He does. And they go um, different directions just I th- naturally. I, I just feel like and you got the sequel coming out, mm-hmm. and now he's got that much experience. Like now that they know that people are completely bought in to that movie, and the sequel's almost a guaranteed success, like they can do whatever they want. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be bigger, it's gonna be scarier, and uh I'm really, really excited to just, yeah, me too. to yeah. see those. You know, yeah. and yeah. I'm, it's cool that they're gonna. You know, the kids are gonna be back too. They're gonna play a part in the next movie. Yeah, um, and it's not just gonna, not gonna be. We're a bunch gonna of meet some more of them. Stupid this adults. Year, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, it was great. It'll yes. be out on Blu-ray here in a couple of weeks, so I'm sure we'll be diving into all the special features. Yeah, yeah. This week, stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Oh, and they also did that. They released that that uh, that alternate scene with Georgie. Where like, yeah. he just takes the boat. Oh, yeah. and he's like, all right, Everything's peace. Fine. I love that. Yeah. That's fun. Um, what a different film that would have been. That's how I really wanted it to go. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. um, Abby. Yeah. 
What is your number two movie of 2017? Well, my number two is honestly kind of stressful because of Kevin Spacey. Ah. Um, but Baby Driver is my second favorite film of the year. That is one of those that I saw, like, I think my total count was three times in theaters. And um, I dressed up as Baby from the movie for Dragon Con. Um, I dressed up as Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, dude, I'm all about the soundtrack and this movie had a killer soundtrack and it was so well shot it was so slick it was like that roller coaster ride like of perfection from very f- open to close like it was a perfect film and it moved me and inspired me and i listened to the soundtrack like non-stop after i came out of my first viewing and i remember the first time i saw it i was in like a super bad mood and had like a rough day and I, I was in, like, a weird frame of mind, but it, like, totally took me out of my own personal, like, grievances and, like, the, the boring shit of life and, like, just shook me and, like, made me realize that there's, like, I don't know, there's big and beautiful, wonderful adventure and things out there. And it's, like, I wanted to get on I-20. And, like, the fact that it was filmed in Atlanta and had so many things that were uh, familiar to me in so many locations that I was, like, oh, I know this, I know that, oh, I know that coffee shop. Like, it felt, it just, it was... It was an amazing, like, magnum opus. Like, it's the thing that Edgar Wright had been wanting to do for, like, a very, very long time. And you could, you felt that care, like, in that, like, level of perfection and dedication in every single shot. The way that bullets matched up with uh, musical notes. And, like, that shit is just shit that I appreciate. And I saw this movie, like I said, twice on my own. And then I dragged my dad in to see it for a third time with me. And it was super special. And it was it was a good bonding thing. Because, like, I don't know, he loves cars and he loves music. And that's, and, and books and good movies. And you know what else your dad likes a lot? Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he really that's does. That's kind of a bummer. Sorry, Dad. But yeah, that was a that was just a special movie to me, and I I really liked it. And I uh, that's my number two. Jake, what'd you think <laughs> of Baby Driver? I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, every I I can't say more than what Abby just said. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, man, it was good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Soundtrack's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, got an amazing. Oh, one thing I do want to talk about Baby Driver, the one sheet, the official mm-hmm. poster. Yeah, mm-hmm. was a was done by a really great artist. Uh, <laughs> I just forgot to say Rory Kurtz. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, I'll double check to make sure that's true. But um, it was a throwback kind of poster. It wasn't like your uh, your run of the mill photoshopped, Faces. you know, standard. Uh, po- right. Yeah, Rory Kurtz he, uh, did the poster. It's it's really really so, a great piece of work. And yeah, it's one of the things that brought me into seeing it. I was like, oh, I like that. And, uh, yeah, and he's, like, you know, he does prints for, you know, Mondo and all that yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's really a, a fantastic movie. And, like, the whole movie, again, similar to Get Out and similar to Logan as well. Like, this this feels like they they had a direction that they wanted to go. And it, there wasn't, like, a lot of studio influence. And it doesn't hit all the same beats that you would normally expect. It's like a master at work. Yeah, it's great. It's It's awesome to see a director just do what they do. And it'll always bum me out that we didn't get to see Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it makes me think like Marvel, like, you know, let, 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 let him come back and do something, you mm-hmm. know, like, let's get some, like, it's interesting. Cause what we saw with Tika Watiti with Thor, you kind of feel like he got to do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it right. makes me wonder, like, there must've been some really big creative differences with, uh, Edgar Wright and, and, uh, 
and Marvel. But mm-hmm. yeah, Baby Driver's awesome. Definitely in my mm-hmm. top top five or six for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Craig, how about you? Number two? You guys ready for my number two? Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh boy, I think this is gonna stress you guys out. Um my number two movie of the year of twenty seventeen was The Shape of Water. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, too. Um, you, you son of a bitch. Well, you piece here's, of shit. Here's the You're thing. fucking putting Star Wars number hey, one. I haven't You're said uh, it. Let I'm me ask you guys. The Shape of Water is number two instead of number let me, one. Since we're about to do our number ones, mm-hmm. does anybody else on the I'm podcast have one. Shape of Water as their number one movie of the year? Wait, what? Yes. Well, because it's yeah. I don't want to talk about it if it's yeah. yeah. We don't need to talk about it three times. Yeah, it's my number one. It's, it's my number, number one. one. Yeah. All right, your number one shape of water. Jake's number one shape of water. My number two shape of water. Guys, I think we should just talk about shape of water. Right Let's now. do it. Let's uh, do it. Cool. Yeah, set the timer. Um, I'll go ahead and start it off. I'll set the egg timer. Yes! Abby, you draw a bath. I'm, jo- I'm jumping in the tub. Um, Give and me uh, uh, guys, this movie, um, is visually one of the most amazing things I've ever looked at on screen from start to finish the color palette enchanting teal the acting the oh. characters yep. it's Michael great. It's Shannon Paul. you piece yep. of shit god Ugh. he's amazing he's fuck amazing fuck everybody in this um, movie I'll let you guys go you guys are the set of I want to hear Jake talk about it honestly because I, I haven't Jake heard from Jake so. Jake we, really did, like, we saw it last I tried night. to like I tried to keep it like kind of quiet because I, I knew you guys wanted to see it, but it is, as soon as I came out of the movie, I was like, oh, this is the best movie of the year. This is like, you know, and, and, it, and I saw it, what, I don't know, a week after Star Wars, oh my and I was just like, fuck Star Wars. Jake, I was like, this me. movie is, I was like, this is a perfect movie. This movie, yeah. And it it's so weird, like, something I said to you guys is like, going, like, going into this movie, you, you, I, you know, I know the, I know the basic plot is that it's a woman who who uh, can't speak and she kind of has this like connection with you know a, a, a creature which is basically the creature from the Black Lagoon and it's Doug Jones and Doug Jones is always amazing in costume as weird creatures but it's like can you why why is there no awards for this kind of thing yeah. you know what I mean he's like he he's so good just being in a costume and not even seeing his face but just being like scary and being like, uh, you know, he just like you, you get all these emotions from a fucking gill monster. Yeah. And, you know, and, and another thing is like, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put this out here. Like we're spoiling this movie, obviously, but yeah, I deal with um, it. you know, halfway through the movie, not even, maybe not even halfway. You, you, you get this little bit of weirdness where you're like, She's going to fuck this thing. Jake? <laughs> and then, like, mm-hmm. and then you get to the part of the movie where she fucks this thing. And it's not, you know, it's obviously they don't show it. It's not graphic. But you know what happened. You know, they talk about it. It happens. It Is probably she- happens more than once. And you would think, and when you hear that, you would, that would maybe put you off and you would be like, well, I don't want to go to a movie where a woman's, like, fucking a monster. But it's definitely not weird. Like it, Sign it it's up. handled. It's all handled really well. It's 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 written in it. You know, it's written in a way where you're not. 
I don't know. It doesn't Jake, seem doesn't seem weird. You know what it is? It's empowering as fuck. It's extremely yeah. empowering for females. As 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 a female watching this movie, when oh. I saw the first opening sequence, like montage of what uh, Sally Hawkins like uh, Eliza's day is like and what her like routine is, and they show her dropping her bathrobe and getting into the tub and like i don't care if we spoil it she jerks off and it's fucking awesome and i it's like totally took me off guard and i was like whoa whoa so <clears throat> did that did we just see what i thought we just saw and it was like yes this i don't is, think anybody she considers is, that the spoiler no what i'm no saying spoilers well, she, she would, jerks off she's, she's a sexual off. entity and she's powerful and she's strong and she harnesses it and part of that is her connection to the creature and it's it's just oh it's so fucking beautiful and special and to have that as almost a ho hum moment that blips and like kind of like goes by, but it's 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 special and I think it's she a big off. thing and it's and it's awesome and she's a quiet obvious well she's a mute she's very quiet. she's very quiet she's quiet she's very quiet but she she's talk strong much. and like there's that's where that like. It's just it's fu- it's how women should be like portray like if we're gonna like because we are Quiet. Like, yeah <laughs> God damn it no sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no but you know what I mean I'm it's sorry just, I know what you mean yeah I know I had to make mean. that joke I'm yeah. sorry well it's, a, it's Quiet fine. and she you know she cooks well yes no but what you well well the fucking the villain of the of the whole thing whatever his name is it's like that's what he sees like that perversion of it of like seeing women as that's what I like about her and like that's disgusting but she's oh god but then she delivers a sign language fuck you which is so fucking awesome and but yeah I'm sorry I'm spoiling the whole movie but no but her as a character I find her I'm fascinated I'm I am into her I love everything about her I love the fact that she's like whatever she's like early 40s and like but she's like it's it was such an incredible thing for me to see on screen it was so distinct it was so different from other movies and also it's like a it's a beautiful romance and so like yeah there is no no like weird jarringness to the sexuality like it's it's poetic and it's gorgeous and it's Guillermo del Toro so it's like a it's a fairy tale and so I, I, I loved it yeah it feels like a gothic like horror romance story and there's like there's this plot with the Russians where there are these other people who have like infiltrated this facility to try to get these secrets before the Americans do. But then you get like multiple people um, who her just like, you can't kill this creature. And it, it's, it's Sally Hawkins character. And um, I, I, I don't know the other guy's name, but you know, Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then there's, then there's also the guy who works at the plant who, you know, maybe for a different reason, but he's Bob. also like, yeah, Bob, he's also like this can't, this creature does not need to be killed. And, you know, they kind of, you know, uh, get together and form a little alliance there and try to get this creature out. And it's just like you, you have, so it's almost like you, you almost have like a spy movie happening. You have, Sometimes the, you don't know what this creature is going to be like. He eats a cat at one point. It's like got a little bit of a horror thing in it. And then even you know what? Like there's definitely horror elements in this movie that don't come from the creature at all. They completely come from Michael Shannon because he's fucking yeah. terrifying and his hand is rotting off and he like pulls his. There's like gross things happening. He's scary. He's like he's just he's like he. He is the monster in this movie. Not not fucking Gilman. Yes. He is the monster. His hard candy speech, like when he's like, I know these are cheap candies. I know most oh, people eat nougat these did you, days. Did you did you get hey Abby, how yeah. fucking pissed off did you get when he took um Sally Hawkins' character and he was like, I bet I can make you squeal. Oh 
Jake, I almost stood up and got so mad. I kept looking at Craig and like hitting him on the chest. I was like, I hate you. She asked for a I refund. I hate this guy. I hate she him. Called fan also, my quote at the end of the movie, I was like, I need a moment. Because like I, I couldn't need a get moment. I need you a just moment. Get up. I could not get up. It took me like 10 minutes. Um, I... There was an interview with Guillermo del Toro, and he actually mentioned what you were just saying, Jake, how, like, this movie fits into a lot of different categories. Yeah. It's a horror movie. Yeah. It's a romance. It's a drama. It's a fucking musical at one point. It's a fantasy. Oh, my God. It's a spy which at that point, which at that point, somebody like me who just, like, has a weird obsession with musicals and monster movies, I was like... Am I dreaming this? Like, is this oh. actually happening? Did this literally just turn into a fucking song and dance number out of nowhere? You're like, does he know me? And is you're he- so bought into the story that it does. So uh, I've got this habit. Anytime a movie comes out that I like, I go and read all the Christian movie reviews of it. <laughs> um, because That's I love It's a good habit. It's, I just, I like fun. to see, like, honestly, it's more for me to get like, the perspective of somebody who approaches life in a completely different manner than I do. Yeah, growing up, right. I used to read um, those reviews. Surprisingly, the reviews uh, of Shape of Water, although they mention like how awful it is and how no children should ever see it, like they do talk about like how artistically, you know, it's done in a very like it, it. They were better written reviews than I was expecting, but I don't go for the reviewer from the website i go for the user comments yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. yeah yeah so one comment was this lady who goes i can't believe that any christian movie website would not even mention the fact that this entire movie is about bestiality and i was <laughs> like huh because that's not what this movie is about like this movie no. was a a portrayal of like isolation and being alone and what it's and like the power to, of love a bunch yeah. of like outcast yeah people. this was about because there's this whole scene in the movie where richard jenkins character who anybody who doesn't know who that is he's the dad from stepdad yeah, step from stepfathers stepfather i just said stepfather stepfather oh. you know stepfathers it's not yeah. enough what if I'm cabin in the woods yeah he's yeah, also cabin, cabin in the woods. woods and um it's pretty clear that he's gay and he's kind of closeted but trying to figure out you know it reminds me of Rear Window with like Jimmy Stewart and yeah. Kelly and like the and he has a crush on the guy who who runs this little you know pie yes uh, cafe and there's this scene where they're kind of flirtatious and then right it almost felt like Get Out or something like that where you realize like oh there's a shocking turn there's a shocking turn the guy who runs this place is a total piece of shit. A total piece of shit. He's homophobic. The black couple comes in. He sends them away. It reminds me of Stephen King stuff, to be completely honest yeah, with you. Yeah, and you realize, like, this movie is about people who are looking for love, like the outcasts of the world. And, like... The fake lies that we tell ourselves, like, that that change in his character where he's like, I don't have anyone else to, to care about. Like, nothing else is, like, worth it, basically. So let's go break this creature out kind of thing. And I, abs- I love that, too. But, like, they had each other, and... Yeah. And she was waiting for that connection. But I also, uh, this is kind of to veer off, but, like, the the part about her scars becoming her, you know, breathing apparatus, basically, like, later on. Like, that that was, like, really beautiful to me. Uh, also, like... No, go ahead, Greg. No, you're good. Go for it. I was just going to say, like, it also... It's also got to say a lot for, for movie making and, and writing and acting when, like, your main your main character is is mute. You know, like yeah. Sally Hawkins, she she doesn't say a word in this movie, and 
it's written and directed away where that's never like, and it, it's never a problem. You know what no, I mean? It's it like the movie, the movie, the movie is so super well made and she is ama- like, she's amazing in that role. She's amazing acting in a role where she can't say a fucking word. Yeah. And, and well, uh, uh, I, I haven't seen her in many other things. She was in Godzilla. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and I remembered, I remembered when, when Guillermo del Toro, like when, when the casting in this movie came out, I was like, Oh, she was like, I knew who she was immediately because she's got a small role in Godzilla, but she's good in that too. Right. And it's just weird just to like, yeah. I don't know. It just shows you like how good movie making could be and how good writing of a movie can be when, when you have like just shit that gets turned out yeah. over and over and over again. And it's like, it's so obvious that Guillermo del Toro has a, a passion for this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And he, and yes. he's, he is an, he's not, he's not just a guy who's making a movie to make some money. Like that dude is an artist. Right. And yeah. all, you know, what's crazy. Like there's parts of this movie where you'll have whole scenes with Sally where it's obviously all subtitles. And then you've got a next scene was all Russian with subtitles. And right. there's like, there's portion of this movie that it feels like a foreign film sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. just, it's like Quentin Tarantino. It's like watching yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Right. But it never prohibits like the experience. It's like a universal language kind of thing. And yeah. I think that that's one of the fascinating and inspirational things about uh, Sally Hawkins performance is like, she's not saying anything, but when she delivers that whole monologue through Richard Jenkins of like that, I want you to say everything I'm signing kind of a thing. And when yeah. she's talking about how he sees me, and he doesn't see me lacking anything. He's he. I'm like him, kind of like that whole. Oh, my, I started like crying and shaking and all that kind of stuff. It was that's that's that was an amazing speech. And like the, the fact that she's not saying anything, she's signing it and she's showing it through her eyes as they're welling up with tears. I'm like, you're feeling that. So she's incredible. Um, yeah. And so the movie's gonna get nominated for a ton of stuff. I mean, it's nominated for the Golden Globes. They haven't announced the Academy Awards yet, but um, it's nominated for. Best picture, best director, best screenplay, best actress. Like, it's uh, it, it's unbelievable. And, like, yeah, I know I have it as number two. I will say it is the best made movie of the year. It might be the best made movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's, like, <laughs> but it's, it's not as good. good as what? Stop, That's your number not, one. Not ready for it yet. Um, <laughs> I, but, but it's incredible. And it's like, I, I'm going to, I can't wait to own it. I can't wait to buy a, po- you know, get a poster framed and, and, uh, just Dude, I want bath salts. That's what I said. I'm gonna make my own. Um, Jake, I want <laughs> fucking sell them. Jake, you are like I said. You're the you're the horror aficionado. Um, what do you think of the creature design? I think he looks great. You know, he looks he he's very close to the creature from the Black Lagoon, and I think that was that's purposefully done. Right. And 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 it it evokes. You know, who doesn't love the creature from the Black Lagoon? He's my favorite of the Universal monsters, and Guillermo del Toro wrote this movie because he loves Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I, I've, I've watched some interviews with him where he's talked about the first time he saw Creature from the Black Lagoon. The, the whole idea of this movie comes from the scene in the original film where um, the woman is swimming in the water and the creature is swimming under her. And he's, he's just watching her. And he's kind of like reaching out as if he wants to touch her, but he doesn't. That this whole movie came from that. He saw that and and that like, you know, bore into his brain and and he's never been able to get that out of his head. And I've I've seen him talk about how this movie is like, you know, it's the movie he's wanted to make for a long time. It's yeah. the one, you know, he's he's written and had ready to go. And I, I also I also read where he said, you know, usually in the movie making process, as soon as you're done with a movie, you kind of get right into 
whatever you're doing next, writing yeah. or, you know, look for, and he said that he was like, I'm taking a year off. Yeah, dude. He's like, I'm taking a year off because this movie is like, it's like my child and I don't want to, I don't want to give it up. It's mm-hmm. done. I don't want to get rid of it. He's like, I'm going to tour with it. I'm going to take it places. You know, I'm going to think on it. I'm not going to just jump into the next movie because this is yeah. like the movie that's closest to, to his heart and the design of the creature. Like it should look like the creature from the black lagoon. You know, we, we may never get like a good, you know, universal was trying to do its fucking, dark universe bullshit and (laughs) you know at one time at one time they came to Guillermo del Toro and he said no and I've heard I've seen him say that he regrets that but you know what he got to make his own version of Creature from the Black Lagoon Mm -hmm. and it's better probably than what we would ever get as far as like a remake so I'm glad that it looks close yeah (laughs) dude Jake imagine if this movie was the exact same but it was just called the the Creature from the Black Lagoon yeah who would not i I, a lot of people would be mad at that right you know Mm -hmm. people who don't get it and they just want to see a monster you know killing people um Mm -hmm. there's also no black lagoons in this movie but yeah but yeah i mean there's references there's (laughs) there's no black lagoons in this movie. there's i mean there's multiple references to it he talks about like finding the creature in south africa and that's Uh where that's where you know uh even though it was filmed in florida that's where uh the creature came from and okay i mean he he looks like that on purpose like that this is his creature from the black lagoon movie and it's yeah. you know a better movie yeah i yep i saw that i watched an interview too where he said he was taking that year off because he felt so much like attachment to this and all that it's incredible. It felt, yeah. you know when you're watching a movie you're like oh this is special this is yeah. some this is a an experience yeah, you that can tell. You, you're not always gonna get i like that he was also open he said that he only liked five out of his ten movies and that made me feel better somehow. You know, it's like think about think about Abby how you feel how you felt watching this movie uh-huh. and like the and the the kind of emotion it made you feel. Yeah. Imagine like what Guillermo del Toro feels like watching this for the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he probably yeah. cried all the way through it. Oh, Dude, imagine what Sally Hawkins felt. Dude, <laughs> I like imagining that a lot. Dude, also she is oh cute. I am so happy. She lived out my fantasy of turning my entire bathroom into, like, a cool swimming pool. Dude, I literally, I was like, I want to do that. It's been my fantasy since childhood. Every single one of those (laughs) stand-up showers with, like, the closing clear door, I'm like, well, I could just fill this all up and be just like an aquarium and I could float. (laughs) And that's what I've always wanted, like like a big floating tall salt bath. Um, I said that I, so, you know the scene where it comes out of the musical portion and she was singing and she's, they cut back to the table and he's just he's still just like peeling the, peeling the egg. Oh, that's like yeah. life. I want to see a sequel to this movie where they're just living underwater, but it's like a total domestic relationship. They're just like fighting over. He's stupid just farting <laughs> air bubbles. Yes. Um, he leaves the seat up. But, uh, yeah. And Abby, you brought up that thing today about how the, one of the, the thing, the creature did or the, amphi- whatever they call, what do they refer to him as in the, in the credits, the amphibian, something like amphibian that. Man. Um, how like he basically reflects how he's treated amphibian man so if you the asset when he's (laughs) what do you realize these are not assets they're animals man (laughs) what kind of asset are you cooking up in there what if owen was in this movie Uh, (laughs) (laughs) don't give me that kind of shit um (sighs) he when he's being 
loved, he's expressing love back mm-hmm. when he's being mistreated. Like, he I amplifies. Will, I will say this: the scene where Michael Shannon is torturing him with the cattle prod is one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever watched oh, on yeah. screen. I was yeah. like, it was. I, had, oh, I, I think I looked away during that. It was like um, really tough to watch. Fun fact: Abby pointed this out today. Jake, do you know what Michael Shannon's first movie is? His first movie? Yes. Not off the top of my head, no. Michael Shannon's first movie was Groundhog Day. Yeah. What? He, he was... played the guy who Bill Murray gave WrestleMania tickets to. The newlywed couple. Wow. At like yep. the end of the movie. Yep. That's amazing. There you go. So it's we not can quite all thank mean. Harold Ramis <laughs> for what happened to that creature. Thanks. Cool. Um, well, cool. Uh, we'll probably continue to talk about this movie. Uh, I want to go see it multiple times and yeah, continue We're coming up on two hours, so we kind of got to wrap up. Wrap up. Let me just say it. We all know what we're getting to. My number one movie of the year. Can I say it? Uh-huh. Do it. Craig Goldberg's number one movie of 2017 was not Alien Covenant. Oh, I was so surprised. <laughs> not The Mummy. Dark Tower? <laughs> I still haven't seen Dark Tower. Okay. Um... Star Wars, The Last Jedi, was my favorite movie of the year. Cool. Uh, We talked about it for a very long time last week. We're not going to go into much detail right now. I will freely admit that The Shape of Water is the best movie of the year. Right, right. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. But when it comes to... It's a similar thing that I had with it. It's like, it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Um, I am fully on board. I love Kylo Ren. I love Rey. I love what they did with Luke. I don't need Mm -hmm. to go any further. Um it was my favorite movie of the year. It's probably the movie I'm going to revisit the most, but Shape of Water it. was a really, really special experience. And um, yeah, I get that, it. that's it. Um, that's all I got. I want to yeah. I I mention two movies <clears throat> that came out this year that I think were really great, but they didn't make it right onto my list. Okay. Colossal was amazing. Ooh, yeah. Colossal was so good. Colossal is so good, and it's not just because I'm obsessed with giant monster movies. Colossal for anybody who hasn't seen it, like the trailers make it look kind of silly and, and the premise seems silly, but the movie takes like a very serious dark turn yes. like halfway through and it's it's very good. And um everybody in that movie is amazing. It's yeah, very mm-hmm. good. And it kind of flew under the radar and yeah. probably will like Well, it got such a small release, it didn't it wasn't it was like a smaller release than even Shape of Water, you know, yeah, it didn't yeah. go everywhere. So mm-hmm. right, and Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis, both it's great, were awesome. great. Jason, yeah. Jason Sudeikis is so fucking good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis is so fucking good in that movie that it made me think that it made me want uh, a shining uh, remake. Yeah, it made me think he he could play Jack Torrance, and that that wasn't my idea, but I, I'm completely on board. Down with for it. it, yeah, me too. Yeah. Same. same. Um, oh, you I've also I've also yeah. never I've also never liked Anne Hathaway until I saw Colossal. Yeah, mm, I, I never liked I never liked her at all, and yeah, she's amazing. In that. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm just thinking. Are we doing shout outs and our honorable yeah, do, mentions? Do yeah, yeah, honorable I mentions. I enjoyed do, the, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I wanted to. Yeah, say that's a fun yeah. movie. Lego Batman, also very fun. I didn't see so, that. I want to. I heard it was fun. very funny. Yeah, it had me laughing. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok were also really enjoyable films. Um, yeah, and it Wait. obviously was like right on the outside, uh, number four for me. So, dude, can we do our worst movie of the year? I was saw? gonna, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say that. Yeah, we should. Our least well, favorite? let me do my honorable mentions. Uh, Thor, uh, Ragnarok, and Guardians. Both of those, uh, I really, really enjoyed. Um, and I, 
I also really liked Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still haven't I still haven't seen that. Here's my thing. I was expecting to absolutely fucking loathe it. So when you when you start watching it, you're kind of pleasantly surprised. You know, I, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, I, I heard some bad things about it, but like the music's think, pretty good. I think Beast looks awful, but yeah. I still like it's still Beauty and the Beast. Like I right. still want to hear them sing the fucking Beauty and the Beast song. Right. The songs were good. Emma Watson was good. So, uh, mm-hmm. hey, there you go. Uh, what's, oh. our, what's our worst? Do we have a worst? Um, I, I do. I, I have a worst. Yeah. All right. It's Alien Covenant. Yeah, that's wow. on there. It's Alien Covenant. It's not. It's. I got three movies down for worst, and you know what? One of my one of my worst, I put Cult of Chucky, which, huh. whatever. It, that was just I don't know, whatever. Dark Tower was awful, but Alien Covenant is a hundred percent like the biggest disappointment. Like the biggest ball dropped was yeah. Alien Covenant. Yeah. Can you imagine if a year ago somebody would have told you that Alien Covenant would be your worst movie of the year? And that Colossal would be in your top three, you'd be like, what the yeah. fuck is Colossal? What is a Colossal? <laughs> what that I would, is a Colossal? That I would, just the fact that I would pick, like, I, you know, superhero movies are fun, you know? Like, they're great and they're fun. But just the fact that, like, oh, yeah, you're going to, like, you're going to put one of the Wolverine movies <laughs> in your top movies, you know? Yeah. But, like, Alien yeah. is going to suck. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Alien was really bad. The Mummy was really bad. Oh, The Mummy. That has to be my least favorite. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, there's, there's like five or six movies I still haven't seen. I haven't seen I, Tanya, Disaster Artist. Haven't seen Lady Bird. Haven't seen Greatest Showman. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen Life. Jake, have you seen Life? Life? Isn't it mm-hmm. called Life? Is that what it's called? What's that? I don't know what it's that Martin is. It's Martin Lawrence. No, that's a different life. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Say my daddy's watch. Um, the... The, the Alien movie. Yeah, it's kind of like Alien, yeah. Oh, that movie uh, was great. Yeah, okay. That movie was great. I forgot that that was this year. You, uh, you know what? I might have forgot to put that on my list. That movie was great. Uh, it was very fun. The Alien's cool and scary. Yeah, that was a better Alien movie than Alien Covenant. Right, and there was rumors, or like, not rumors, but somebody speculated that that was a, a secret prequel a Venom to Venom. Yeah. yeah, it's not, uh, but... It's not. Hey, I got one more movie I want. I just I, I would feel like shit if I didn't put out there. I don't know if you guys watched it, but Gerald's Game came out, and I know a lot of people uh, don't. I still I, it, it was it was a Netflix original, and I know uh, Gerald's Game is probably not like the most popular or most well known Stephen King book, but it's fucked up, and it's one of my favorite Stephen King books. And uh, the movie, it's good. It's very good. It's it's. It's very accurate. There's some fucked up shit in there. There's some scary, creepy stuff. It's direct to Netflix, but I loved Gerald's Game so much. Probably, check that out. it's probably. I mean, it's probably the most one of the most accurate Stephen King, you know, adaptations, especially yeah. of this year. I think. Um, yeah. It well, was great. Yeah, I remember I had to take some time off after I finished reading that. I will. You guys never watch watched that. it. No, you should watch. You should watch, watch it. it. It's some great shit. We'll watch in there. it in the daytime and not in bed. So in so, bed, yeah. No. I don't I, get in bed with my co-hosts. <laughs> hey, yes, it's got a. There's a. You guys like Twin Peaks? It's got that big, weird, scary dude from Twin Peaks, isn't it? Oh yeah. 
That's a really weird way to uh, describe Kyle McLaughlin. (laughs) 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 Um, Speaking of direct-to-Netflix movies, we watched the first (laughs) ten minutes of Bright, and I turned it off and can confirm that's in the bottom of my shit too, it's man. Not. Well, was it bad? You were talking about how how much you want to see it. Well, Dude, you didn't like. It I was not. ten minutes in and I was like, "What the? Fu-? I have a theory. This is that's how we'll close out the show." So the critics all hated Bright, which is the new direct to Netflix Will Smith movie written by Max Landis, directed by David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad. Um, what was some sort of Suicide Squad? What a team making this movie, huh? Um, and. I think the reason why I keep seeing people post how much they like it. This is my theory because it's a bigger budget movie. That's on Netflix. People think they're getting away with something. (laughs) If if people were in theaters, they'd be like, this shit sucks. I left my house for this, but because they're they're like, I didn't need Will Smith for free. (laughs) We're getting him for free now. The fresh Prince himself. Yeah. No charge. Uh, Craig, I read today that um, sequel to that movie is greenlit. Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, it's yeah. red lit in my house. Oh boy! I don't know what that means. Me neither. Um, it means I put on Parks and Rec instead. <laughs> I was like, no, no, thanks. I'm gonna watch this with dinner. Listen, guys, this was fun. Yeah. Th- you know what it made me realize? 2017 what? was a pretty awesome year. It really was. There's a lot of cool stuff happened. We didn't even touch on the fact that we did a whole lot more than that. We went to some museums, huh. went to the Stanley. Stanley Hotel. A lot of stuff. There's a lot, a lot guys, that happened. We had some big dinners. Oh, yeah. We had that big dinner at the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. We, we baked we some cookies. We did. We can't, That's right. We those were some stressful moments. We can't talk about those. So here's the thing. Yes, have some podcasts. We're about to embark on our third year. This was episode 82. Uh... Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to all of our new listeners, as always. You can find us uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places, wherever you get your podcast. What's podcasts. a Stitcher? What's a Stitcher? Yeah. It's like, you know, you got you like know. a little... You got uh, like a rip, and you got to get in there with your needle. <laughs> yeah, you Stitcher. Stitcher. Gotcha. You Stitcher. Got it. Got it. It's got when it. you find a it's woman. Of, when you play Quidditch, all right. a Stitcher. <laughs> so, you, uh, for downloading, yes, have some... Get us on iTunes. We would love a five-star review. Let us know what you think. We love your feedback. It helps us a lot. Stream us on Spotify. All new episodes yeah. will be available. Just search Yes, Have Some. Uh, if you search Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, we pop up under the uh, podcast section. And uh, Hey, we're on Spotify now. You have no excuse. No excuse. Facebook.com slash Yes, Have Some cast is our f- official Facebook page. We also have group therapy. Yes, Have Some group therapy. That's like that's our discussion group. That's where we all get together with our listeners we just talk about things. Had a really good uh, Last Jedi thread going. Mm-hmm. Shape of Water today. I'm sure everybody's going to be chiming in with their 2017 best of, worst of list. Yeah, let us know your top five. Yeah, that's a good idea. And all that we should ma- let's make a thread. Let's I want to hear your most stressful moment, too. Um, and then for Instagram and Twitter, at YHS Podcast. So, guys, we're, ever, we're casting a wide net, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a lot of really fun stuff coming up. Our YouTube channel is going to be one of our priorities this year. A lot more content. Mm. We've got, well, let's just go ahead and say it. We've it's got be the first three episodes of our brand new YouTube series that are going to be launching here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I put up a video this week. I called it Super Toy Run. Whether or not that becomes a new series, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, here's, what, here's my theory. I shop for toys a lot. I might as well film myself. Yeah. I film myself doing everything else. Hi. Um, that was weird. So go yeah go to yes have some uh, on YouTube and check those out subscribe 
And uh, <laughs> that's that's it. That's all I got. That's all there is. What do you guys got? Mm, you know, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just we're do like, it. We're like the Nike of podcasts. 2018, yeah. you should just, just do, do it. it. And uh, we got Days of the Dead, which is a convention coming up in Atlanta uh, real soon. And uh, lots and lots of stuff. Movies coming out. In the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pipeline. The pipeline, Jerry. <laughs> it's, my, uh, it's my Daniel Day-Lewis. That's it? Uh, the pipeline. Oh, I just went straight to Seinfeld. Jerry, those are load-bearing walls. Uh, <laughs> so cool. Thank you, guys. 2017 is in the books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're on to bigger and better things. Bigger books. I was going to yeah. say bigger and brighter bigger things. I'm going to read The Stand. Hopefully. Are you really? I don't know. I thought about Wait it. Wait a minute. That's probably happening for me this year. Did you? Do you, have a, do you have a list? Yeah, I do. I need to go back and readdress it. So Let's do this I've right now. To... Everybody, we're going to go around one more round table. Okay. What are you reading right now and what are you reading next? Okay. okay. Jake. What are you reading right now? I'm reading Skeleton Crew uh, by Stephen King, which is a lot of short, short stories. stories. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think next is. I think next on my list is Misery. I want, okay. We're gonna. Yeah. So. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. That's on my list. I'm currently reading Christine, and I did get like a good amount of reading done over the last couple of days, which was good. Because the amazing. holidays, yeah, I felt, felt like super busy and I took some time off and I was really like bummed out because of it. And yeah, mm-hmm. getting back into it. And uh, now that there's a little love triangle going on, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm all in. Cause, uh, Christine's I, a great book. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. Um, Very fun. Up next, I've got Salem's Lot. So that's what I want to get into. Ooh, read that shit. It's good. Yeah, Listen, I, good. I read 16 books in uh, 2017. Yeah. Fifteen of them were Stephen King books. That's awesome, man. <laughs> one of them was feeling. Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, I think I read, I counted either 12, 10, 12, something like that, and I believe yeah. the majority were Stephen King, so that's a good feeling. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah man. It is. Um, hey, I, Craig. Yeah. What hey, are you reading? Uh, right now I'm reading Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> no, I am hey, cur- Craig, Wikipedia, what is the stand? <laughs> No, I'm not. I didn't say I was on Ask Jeeves. Oh, okay. um, I'm not currently reading a book, but I did mm-hmm. just order a book. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What did you order? I'm going to be. Re- you guys know where this is going. I'm going to be reading the book Aftermath, which was one of the first new books in the new Star Wars canon that tells the story uh, okay. of the Battle of Jakku and the official fall of the Empire after Return of the Jedi. That's huh. what I'm going to be reading next. So well, there that- you go. That sounds pretty good, though. Hey, that sounds good. I'm excited about it. Oh, man, there was a really good Harry Potter something recently that you did that mm. I wish I could remember. I said something stupid. You said Platform 9 and 3 fourths recently. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, I know. You asked me something about, oh, you asked me about Professor Trelawney, and you're like, well, who was he? Oh, it wasn't Trelawney. Oh, I can't. I can't fucking. Diffledore. Dumbledore. No. Oh, no. Now I. Now I. Now I sound like the fake Harry Potter fan. Diffledore. No. Um. I can't. I know. It's, it's over. McGonagall. You're yeah, like, who's I, he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Hey guys, this is just Abby Ribbon on Craig. So, it's ladies fun. and gentlemen, episode eighty two's come and gone. Yeah. Two thousand seventeen is come and gone. We hope everybody has a happy and healthy new year. And we will see you next week on This Have Some Podcast. Bye, guys. Love you, Sam. Don't forget to join Yes Have Some Group Therapy, the official Facebook discussion group for Yes Have Some Podcast. 
Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YHS Podcast. And to make sure you get that download automatically every week, subscribe to Yes Have Some for your favorite podcast app, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify.